Ladies and gentlemen, you are about to listen to the incomparable Win Twice Wrestling Podcast with your hosts, Scott and Holly. So sit back, relax, and prepare to be entertained. WrestleMania 2 now in the books, the WWF powered forward like a runaway locomotive despite the lack of in-ring quality on display during the pay-per-view. Bigger means better, the motto that Vince McMahon perpetually holds at the forefront of his mind when booking was never more true than on the road to WrestleMania 3. The scheduled main event for the third edition of the future granddaddy of them all developed over a series of Piper's Pits in early 1987. World Wrestling Federation Champion Hulk Hogan reached the impressive landmark of holding the promotion's top title for three years in January of that year and was awarded a trophy by acting president Jack Tunney. During this segment, Andre the Giant came out to congratulate his longtime friend on his achievement, stating, Three years to be a champion. It's a long time. The following week, Andre the Giant was presented with a similar trophy for having gone undefeated for 15 years and much like the Giant had the previous week, Hogan came out to pass on his congratulations. The key difference between the two editions of Piper's talk show was that the WWF champion, whether intentionally or otherwise, leveraged the spotlight to shine squarely upon him and him alone. After a strong hint by Jesse Ventura that he knew something of importance about the Giant, the next time Hulk and Andre appeared on Piper's pit, The 8th wonder of the world was accompanied by his long-term adversary, Bobby Heenan. To the shock of many, the brain was officially confirmed as being the new manager of the Giant going forward, and in the process, Andre had sold his soul. A heartbroken Hogan listened to Andre declare he would be challenging for the WWF title at WrestleMania 3, and was visibly shaken when his former friend ripped the immortal shirt and crucifix necklace in one fell swoop. With a trickle of blood running down his chest, Hogan loudly accepted. The irresistible force versus the immovable object was confirmed for the main event. Whilst the driving force at the box office was the monumental showdown between former friends, it was buoyed further by arguably one of the best matches to ever grace a WrestleMania ring. Macho man Randy Savage looked to defend his intercontinental title against Ricky the Dragon Steamboat in what many fans and critics would herald as the best WrestleMania match of all time. Whilst public perception may now have changed somewhat, it is still unquestionably an enthralling encounter between two of the absolute best of their generation. If WrestleMania 1 put the WWF on the radar of the general public and got people talking, WrestleMania 3 cemented the annual event as a pay-per-view extravaganza and one that could achieve this status without the assistance of celebrity involvement. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Win Twice Wrestling Podcast. We are at episode number 14 and Holly, we are back on the march through the manias. Aren't we just? We are now at WrestleMania 3 and I was excited for this one. <laughs> Were you? Yeah, I was. I mean, I knew mm. WrestleMania 2 was a bit of a dud. Mm. I think that's fair mm, to that's, say. That's kind that was that was your takeaway from the event as well, I assume. <laughs> yes. Uh, but I knew that WrestleMania three had a couple moments in here that mm-hmm. were notable for a couple of reasons. Okay. And I felt like WrestleMania three, mm-hmm. as it's kind of discussed in the monologue at the beginning of the show, yeah, 
it felt big time. It did. It felt like a different animal to the yeah. first WrestleMania and the second second WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Not just because... Well, actually, even if you just look at the size of the arena it and the scale of the different, people... It looks different, doesn't it? It looks surreal yeah. at points. Yeah. I, I make a couple of notes okay. as we go through the, the broadcast and say that it almost looks like people have been superimposed yes. in the background. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. It, it's very impressive in terms of scale. Yeah. Were there any moments going into the show because I know you don't watch old stuff in nope. general was there anything from Wrestlemania 3 that when you saw it happen you went oh I've seen an image of this before I feel like there is but I feel like it's very near the end yep one of the clips I've definitely seen um, I actually don't think anything else okay. I'll be honest so, I probably avoided not intentionally but I've probably just not my brain hasn't grasped where it's from and I haven't linked them. Well, the moment towards the end used to be in the uh, WWE opening for a long uh, time. Okay. And obviously we'll mention it yeah. when we get to it. Uh, there's one other cel- post-match celebration that oh, I've definitely maybe. seen in footage elsewhere. Okay. Which, when we get to it, I'm sure I'll go, of course it's that. Or I'll point it out and yes. go, this was it. So, WrestleMania 3 took place on the 29th of March 1987. The venue was the Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. The attendance, which is going to be the real attendance is what I'm going to give you, Mm -hmm. is 78,000. WWF claimed 93,173, which would have been a record for an indoor live event. So WWE just wanted to have that record. Oh, okay. So the way that Vince McMahon and the WWF operated, so WrestleMania 1 was the first of its kind. Yes. WrestleMania 2, they went, what can we do to make it bigger? Do it in three venues across the country. Yeah. Right, WrestleMania 3, what's the next thing that we want to break? Oh, the record in indoor attendance for a live event. It wasn't. No. Uh, the actual indoor record attendance, I think, is held uh, in the States, but it was by a Pope visit. Oh. Um, so that is actually the record indoor attendance. So how do they get away with saying there's 94 or whatever thousand people and actually there's 70-odd? I think, well, arrogance plays a part of it. Okay. But I think also, if you look at the size of the arena, who's there counting? Right, yeah, fair. If, I, if you show me a, a mass I mean, of people, to be fair, I, they said 90, and I was like, believable, it. fine. Yeah. Exactly, okay. that's what I mean. When you get to that level, yeah. it's hard to argue. But oh, okay. Yeah, by all accounts, so it's there's no one standing there with a counter like when you go into a club, is there going? Exactly. Yeah. The turnstiles. <laughs> well, then again, we learned at Wembley well, yeah, that they, they have that. They so, do that. But I suppose that's technology moving on, I guess. But but the real number is very much somewhere around the 78,000, which okay. is still, still very, very yeah. impressive, especially when we see what happens with upcoming WrestleMania events that oh, we go to in gosh. terms of venue size. Okay. We know what you know Wrestlemania becomes in terms of how many people they can get there Mm -hmm. but there's certainly a lull period and they try and go through well the next couple actually take place in the same venue okay because there's an agreement that's struck up with the person that is the proprietor oh okay of the venue and I won't go into that no we'll get there when we get there that'll be fun (laughs) oh good but because they couldn't get the same number of people as they Mm -hmm. could for this particular Wrestlemania because the rock and wrestling um boom that had started in 1985 was tapering off a little bit oh, okay. so it had more eyes than it did prior to that mm-hmm. but it wasn't as big right. so we'll see in Wrestlemania 3 even though they had celebrities there it was a lot less than yeah, it had been before even less than two certainly less than one Yeah, and the calibre of them some of them, like we see Alice Cooper yeah, in the show, great. that's fine. Yeah, fine I've got some comments on him yep, I thought you might Yeah, but they didn't have the heavy reliance upon them. I didn't they weren't going to move. Else, they weren't going to move tickets. Yeah. So it it's, okay. it shows that they could kind of do it on their own. More back. of a reliance back on the wrestling exactly. event, rather exactly. Than... Which is 
of course great. what they want. Yeah. By all means, get extra eyes in. But if the wrestling itself doesn't draw anything, you've not then really achieved your goal. Yep. Because the amount they'd be paying out for celebrities, mm-hmm. you couldn't do that long term. No. Because you'd be you're not making enough money to sustain that. No. But. But anyway, uh, talking of the numbers of what they did for the show, I think in ticket sales it was $1.6 million. Wow. Very good. And the pay-per-view revenue was in the region of $10.3 million. Jeez. So nice. tidy, tidy event. Tidy sum, that. Tidy sum, yeah, I'd, I'd do all right. Probably <laughs> yeah. live off that for a bit, couldn't you? <laughs> just, a, just a while. But uh, from what I've seen of Pontiac, Michigan, so this stadium doesn't even exist anymore. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, one of the uh, podcasts that I listened to, which I'll give a shout out to because it's fantastic, mm. The Lapsed Fan. Oh, yeah. They did a pilgrimage mm-hmm. to this venue not long before they tore it down mm. and they managed to skirt the security of the building and managed to walk oh, into wow. the building and he said it was dangerous like how badly it was falling oh, down I see. they managed to get to the centre bit and he said like the middle of the arena was almost like floating on a little swamp type thing God. which is where, where the ring would have been and one of them body slammed the other oh. co-host on there just and got it recorded as a moment and then within I think it was a few months later the place got pulled down Wow! but Pontiac Michigan is quite suburban mm-hmm it's not a big metropolis like a lot of the other places like Detroit is obviously a big city mm-hmm. Pontiac just doesn't have that so it's quite it kind of brought the entire area oh, okay. to a grinding halt because of all the traffic yeah, that was suddenly oh, being God, pumped yeah, into, the, to the area mm-hmm. so quite interesting really in comparison with we've had New York we had New York the second time yeah. we had Chicago and we had Los Angeles so they're all busy I suppose they're all bigger areas but smaller well, I don't know if there were smaller venues, but there yeah. was just less people. Whereas Definitely this seems venues. like a smaller area, but an absolutely massive, great stadium. But it had the real estate to have the yeah. the size of arena that they did. Lovely. Arena Stadium, I think is a fairer description yeah. of that. And the slogan for this show is bigger, better, badder. Oh, okay. Mm. Tagline for the show there. Uh, we start once more with a super 80s oh graphic. Oh, God, it's awful. It's just... It's, <laughs> it's gra- so bad, it's funny. I'm, what I want, though, is I want, like, as I'm hearing this music, yeah. it reminds me of, like, an 80s show where you get suddenly someone from a TV show will be talking, going, yeah. oh, blah, 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 and then a freeze frame of oh. them in that motion, just in the corner of the screen. Oh, okay. Then it'll go to the next actor, and they'll be doing, like, a bit of pretend talking, oh. and then freeze on them. To me, it was... it was a talk show start. Like, oh, I wouldn't okay. have been surprised if they'd have, like, panned to people sat around in a talk show kind of the same vibe though <laughs> yeah. that we're going for 100% um, and yeah again the super 80s graphic intro for Wrestlemania 3 with the banner I quite like the Wrestlemania 3 banner I like the silvery touches to it I don't mind it yeah because we, what we've had so far was just the yellow yeah isn't it which is again nice and 80s and oh, yeah, nostalgic for the WWF but the silver was a nice little touch I thought the next shot we see is truly impressive as from the bleachers we scan the Pontiac silver down. yes I, yeah, I literally was like, well, that is a lot of people. Was that the first time where you thought this might be yes. different from the other ones? Yes. And I think that Absolutely. was fully the intention. Fully <laughs> the intention of the, the show here. I said already this feels like a much more grand spectacle from the first two manias. Mm-hmm. It feels different level. Doesn't As it? you described it, I think you said it was like an indie feel, didn't you? Yes. Because Before. it's hmm. what the, the kind of the crowded area is dark and then exactly. the just Exactly. Now this is daylight as well. Like this kind of in a roundabout way ma- reminds me of the current ones do you know what I mean they start during the day it's daylight and then it gets darker obviously because that is the nature of night and day yeah but it, I was like oh okay this is different but I think that's why a lot of people look at this as being the first mm-hmm. big big Wrestlemania for that reason okay uh, we see Vince McMahon 
stood in the middle of the ring and he introduces us to WrestleMania 3. Now, in the same suit he's already worn and just been out there. So, uh, yes, true. <laughs> so as he goes, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to WrestleMania 3. Yeah. He said, I saw in a documentary, he had a reflective moment mm. when he was in the ring. He stood there, he was looking around the stadium, mm-hmm. it being sold out like it was, and he said he felt really emotional. And oh, we've okay. all seen Vince McMahon. He doesn't, he's not an overly emotional person, mm. at least when he's, you know, in the ring. Mm-hmm. And he just thought about his dad. Okay. He bought the company from his dad. Yeah. His dad died not too long after, so his dad wasn't even alive, I don't think, for the oh, first I WrestleMania. See. And he just thought, look how far we've yeah. come. He said, I wish my dad could have seen this. Yeah. But a nice little moment, because, I mean, yeah. don't get me wrong, a lot I, of, of stuff going on with mm-hmm. Vince at the moment, but it does show that there is a human yes. in there. And I'm, I believe when I saw uh, the documentary, he was getting emotional talking about it on there. Like I say, I mean, oh, it could okay. be staged. I might well, be saying yeah, it short, but you never know. it felt genuine. I'll yeah. say that. It felt... It felt very genuine. Aretha Franklin sings America the Beautiful. Usual patriotic imagery. Yeah. I'll be honest, though, I was surprised that it was her. Really? I actually know who she is. Yeah. But it's great. You've known the first other ones, haven't you? Well, Well, yeah, but... Gene Oakland doesn't Well, exactly. To me, it doesn't really count. Also, though, I know this was back in the day, so let's be a bit kinder to technology here, but her voice, great. The piano, what are they filming that with? Or recording it with, like an underwater microphone? Yeah. It sounded awful. But I thought it was good. Yeah. I quite I quite liked it. Normally I, I bemoan this kind of yes. stuff. But I don't yeah. know, it feels different yeah. when we're looking back and we see some big names. And I know there's some other pretty big names that do this uh, for WrestleMania going forward. Mm-hmm. One I'm very interested to see your take oh, on okay. when we get to it. I think he's around WrestleMania 7. All right, okay. Um, you'll, you'll definitely know the guy, but yeah. I just, it just, it's odd. It's oh, very odd. okay. Um, but yeah, like nice yeah. job by Aretha. Yeah, Do you see her little security team yeah. stood around her at all times in case it gets a bit spicy? Mm-hmm. And I thought, who's going to jump? And then, to be fair, later on in the show, I don't know if you caught it, mm-hmm. someone did run into the ring in one particular moment and Ooh. gets absolutely swatted down by security. Ooh, yeah, yeah. No, I know where okay. you are. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, they, yeah, they did a job. I thought it was good. Uh, and this is where I put for the first time the crowd looked almost superimposed in the background so yes. it's quite surreal mm-hmm. it's like how do you like little dots in the background but you like it's all fuzzy kind yes. of yes I think that's to be fair a sign of the the camera oh, technology at the time yeah. but it reminded me of I think it was Wrestlemania 2 when they did a cutaway to Gene who was mm-hmm. in Chicago and I said he looks like he's digitally imposed green screen green screen yes. in the arena and this is what this it reminded does, me it? of yeah. We go to Gorilla Monsoon in a sexy-ass red blazer and dicky combo. <laughs> Were you a fan? Yeah. Not my favourite outfit the night, oh, hang though. On. Hang on. Standing next to him... Here he is. Jesse Ventura uh, is, on this night, cosplaying as Damien, <laughs> a.k.a. Jake Roberts Python. I, honestly, that outfit, outstanding. It's... Absolutely outstanding. It's Seth Rollins-esque. It's brilliant. It's so good. Imagine, like, going on a date with well, a guy. Well, no. And, exactly. <laughs> no, but it was, for him... I'm now I'm now getting on board with the fact that this is this is what he did. what he does yeah. or did, and uh, I just, I'm here for it. I thought it was great. Future governor of Minnesota. <laughs> Please tell me he's still dressed like that whilst doing that job. <laughs> no, but he has. You know, like my you've seen my grandpa, his hairstyle. Mm-hmm. So as he got older, he just kept Jesse just kept that hairstyle yeah. the entire time. So he's just got it longer. Coming down the back, but completely done. Oh, okay. Yeah, egg in the nest, shall we say, oh, up top. Okay. Um, it's yeah, no, he didn't go quite as flamboyant. 
Um, I don't even think the suit that he was wearing was the most criminal thing that he had about him, and I don't know if you spotted it. Yeah, where are we going here? I, I mentioned it later in the show, because I don't think I spotted it at this moment, so All right. we'll I'm see intrigued. if you, you noticed it, because it's hard not to. On on Jesse? On Jesse. So it's obviously not his earrings? No. No, I'm used to him having weird earrings, yeah. but this, even for Jesse, struck me as odd. Oh. But I know I've written it down later, so I'll save it It concerns me that I don't know, because you're going to say it, and I'm just going to go, oh... And then question myself as to why I didn't find this odd. <laughs> if you didn't find it odd, it's because you didn't see it. Okay. Because there's no way you'd see it and go, what? Okay. Right, oh, I'm intrigued. I had to do a them. double take when I saw it. Okay. We then see that they're with Bob Euchre and Mary Hart. Yeah. Stood there for reasons unbeknownst to me. They don't get introduced till about two hours later. To the crowd? Yeah. I mean, we get introduced well, to we've them seen twice. Them. <laughs> as do we get introduced to Jesse as well later. <laughs> yeah. So Mary says that standing this close to Jesse, you can tell he is pumped up. You mm. can tell many things. Mm-hmm. Gorilla, an unbelievable happening. First nonsensical ramble from Monsoon there. Love it. <laughs> unbelievable happening. Nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. I just love the, like, the words missing. Oh, it's great, isn't it? It's so good. Later in the show, to give him credit, he starts putting those words in, but mm-hmm. it makes me sad. Yeah, because you miss the, yeah. just miss the, the questioning of what? Yeah, an unbelievable <laughs> happening. The show has not started. We've heard Aretha Franklin. That is all. He's ready to call it a day. He loves it. And this leads us to our first match of the night. A first of many matches. The first of many. Of the night. Many. We've got the Can-Am Connection mm-hmm. taking on Magnificent Morocco and Cowboy Bob Orton. Yes. So Bob Orton's pe- time... featured at all three yeah. manias. First time he's actually... First time actually doing anything. Exactly. Competing in a match himself. Yes. And they are with Mr. Fuji, of course. Of the course. dastardly and devious. Oh. Because he's a Japanese heel, and that is what they were called at the time. Oh, really? Yeah, did you hear the Pearl Harbor references? Not oh. specifically uh-huh. with, with Mr. Fuji, but that mm-hmm. was a theme. Mm-hmm. God. So, having Gorilla just said an unbelievable happening, <laughs> Gorilla says, a happening twice more before the opening <laughs> bell sounds. <laughs> it's just brilliant. I d- yeah, I mean, again, he's not technically wrong. Yeah. But it's just... It's a happening. It's like just saying... I breathe there. I breathe there again. It's... Yes. I know. Sometimes let it be. <laughs> Just incredible. Morocco and Martel start things off. And I said, Morocco looks like a skinny guy wearing a muscle suit. Because mm. he just doesn't look... He looks like he's going to explode. He's yeah. like got a weird purple hue about him. He yes. looks ready to die. Oh. But I don't think he is. No. Believe it or not. Given like that era... Of how many people yeah. have died from steroid abuse, and let's make no mistake, Morocco was very much in that group, not dead, and yet he looked like he abused <laughs> it. For, surprised you are, honest to God. Yeah, like not wishing death upon no, anyone, of course. course. But when you see how mm-hmm. big he was compared to some yeah, of he these does other look guys, like if you put a pin in him, he'd explode. Oh, he's put many pins in him. Well, they're no, more needles, you know to I mean. be fair. But you know yeah, I, mean. I just—it doesn't look healthy. Uh, collar and elbow sees Martel slap a side headlock before dropping Morocco with a shoulder tackle, which I thought was interesting because Morocco's clearly the bigger man. Yeah. Morocco then powers Martel into corner and hits a knee. Whip sees Martel go up and over. Uh, a lot of that as well in this evening. So much of that. Mm. Let's be clear. There's a couple that I've got particular <laughs> notes on later. A hip toss lands, and I honestly don't know what this is. Reverse wheelbarrow takedown? Oh, yeah. Okay. So Martel jumps up, kind of hooks his feet under the pits of Morocco, like mm. he couldn't be asked to go for a full Hurricane Rana. I mean, that would have looked mad in 1987 well, yeah, WWF. True. And then 
It's pretty, yeah, I don't Momentum know went back. Call these things. Yeah, so, well, that's what I'm calling it now. A, um, what else call it here? Uh, reverse wheelbarrow. Reverse wheelbarrow takedown. Fair, take it. We'll get, yeah, I mean, we'll never see one of them again, no. so that's a shame. <laughs> Headlock by Morocco, but Martel makes the blind tag and a double-team monkey flip connects. I like that. Yeah, I really enjoyed that, actually. Even in a match like this, where, let's be fair, neither of us care overly about the no. people in there. Apart from, you like Bob Orton because he's... Yeah, but he's not solid. like... Yeah. But mm-hmm. there's still moments where you go, oh, okay, that was yeah, good. There, yeah, there's, especially in the whole of the, the event, Yeah, I was like, oh, Dross. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Like, it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The ring, however, is visibly moving when they're doing all this, which made me uneasy. Yeah. I was yeah, like, oh, I, cool, we're doing an Irish whip, and the ring's moving. Brilliant. When you say moving, how do you mean exactly? Just like, it doesn't look like it's secured down to the floor to me. I'm sure okay. it is. But you could literally see when they were bouncing off the ropes and going from corner to corner, it just moves probably like a centimetre or an inch. But do you know what I mean? It's like My guess is that it's not as tight mm-hmm. as it would otherwise be. So it looks like it's moved, but it yeah. actually just quickly writes itself back to the oh, same yeah, starting probably, position. Yeah. Same way how with skyscrapers and tall buildings oh, they they've have, got to be able to move because otherwise they'd yeah exactly so they've got to have a little bit of leniency mm-hmm. to move so i imagine to oh a, i'm sure there's a reason but i wondered if there was if it was purposefully done like this preparing for the last match on the card because i didn't know how that was going to play and i thought oh i wonder if they're gonna do that on purpose interesting theory yeah i don't hate that no no i don't hate okay. that theory because it makes it sound as well more impressive yeah. when things happen. Uh, so where we go? Hip toss lands. Uh, and Yeah, we've done that. Headlock by Morocco, but Martel matches uh, monkey flip. Yeah, we've done that. Cowboy runs in and is hit with a double yes. hip toss for his troubles. The heels regroup and Orton tags in. Wait. The heel regroup and Orton tags in. Oh, yeah, because Orton hadn't tagged in. No, he just, he just jumped run in, in didn't he? he? Yeah. yeah. Now my notes make sense. <laughs> I even put cowboy runs in. Shoulder, shoulder, shoulder block by Ace, but he runs into a body slam by Zenk. Orton stumbles into a Martel right. Zenk delivers an arm drag to the cowboy and applies an arm lock. Love it. Mm. They love an arm lock in this series. Oh god, yeah, they do. Orton gets up, but arm drag, arm lock resumes. Full Nelson applied by Orton, but Zenk reverses. Orton gets it once more, but Zenk ducks and Morocco, who has entered the ring illegally, might I add. Yes. Punches uh, and misses, basically. It's just... Uh, I don't know what... Because it looks so stupid. Mm-hmm. So they had like the moments where... In the full Nelson, mm-hmm. quickly reversed into another full Nelson, back to the starting position, and then this lumbering oaf mm-hmm. walks in, tees up a punch, and then you miss. Like, it just... I know we're supposed... To, it's yeah. a put-on, but I don't like... It's moments. one of those things, isn't it, that's like... Like someone pushes you into to running into a barricade, well, you just stop your legs moving. Yeah. It's it's one of those, isn't it? Yeah, so he punches his own partner in the face, yeah, the long and short of it. Uh, this gets a two count, so, okay. Should I know who the Can-Am Connection are? Uh, good question. Uh, one of them you won't have heard of before, so Tom Zenk no. won't be. He was the one, well, they kind of looked exactly the same, didn't they? They really did. Um, he was the one with more narrow features. Okay. Is the way I describe him. So his eyes were a bit more pin-like and centralised. Okay. Uh, Rick Martel, you might have seen from his later run in WWE or WWF. Um, it would have been as the Rick the Model Martel. Okay. And he used to wear pink pants all the time, have his hair greased back, <laughs> and used to come out with a 
aftershave sprayer oh. or pheromone sprayer. Okay. Um, it was a very interesting character, but uh, so okay. Rick Martel had a bit of longevity right. certainly in the company. Tom Zenk didn't no. really last too long. They work really nicely together, though. I thought. Yeah, really and it, nicely and they as you say they if someone who doesn't know they're indistinguishable and yes. to be fair sometimes i had to go yeah like squint that's to why see. i didn't even try i'll be honest i just that's just what who they were i didn't even try and the faces work out who who they were if you know what i mean yeah actually that's a good point in your notes what were you referring to them as uh can-am can-am fine yeah yeah that's a good cop out i like that thank you martel back in and he continues to work over the arm of orton hair pulled by the cowboy because he's a diva but no escape. I actually quite like that to give the you know he did the hair pull to try and get out of the yeah. arm drag, but he got the guy down. But then he tried to walk off. But then he gets pulled down because he's mm-hmm. still in the arm lock. That was nice. Yeah. Like like that. Zenk with the tag and Morocco is in for the heels. Big body slam by Zenk. The heels have had nothing like in this match. No, it's been all Can-Am the yep. whole way. And the crowd fully support that. Yep. Autumn with a knee from the apron changes momentum and Morocco mm. hits a swinging net breaker. Ace tagged and drops a second rope fist drop for two. Double shoulder block has both men down. Both teams make the tag. Martel goes nuts, sending Morocco flipping in the corner. <laughs> That's oh, another flip in the corner. Yes. And rights for Ace. This breaks down now, so it's just chaos, chaos. as all tag team matches tend to become. But before this happened, I did yeah. make a note that I thought it was really interesting that commentary wasn't ringside okay because it pans back to show you where they're sat and at first i was like oh that's a bit naff but then actually when it gave you the view of what they can see i was like actually that's actually pretty decent it's more of a bird's eye view i noticed something you Mm. didn't notice that they weren't really ringside at the other shows no i didn't no weren't they at one not at one really i think so uh, I thought they'd... no you're right they were standing there but having said that when they went to the outside of the ring I never saw them again it's weird isn't it because like in one and not even two but probably one when it panned to them doing the commentary it looked like they were ringside because they're both sat at a table yeah. which looked to be ground level but this one obviously they were up in the like not in the rafters but in the stands yeah. and I was like oh that's interesting because in my memory, a lot mm. of the older WWF shows like this, yeah. they weren't sat at ringside. I mean, there's not a lot of room at ringside, to be fair. Especially th- when you've got the damn timekeepers and all that jazz there. I think that is the main reason why mm-hmm. they weren't. Um, certainly during the uh, Heenan era with Gorilla Monsoon. So oh, yeah. they became... So Ventura and Gorilla Monsoon were the main yeah. broadcast duo. Uh, Vince McMahon used to do a lot of it mm-hmm. as well back then, but for this period he phased himself out. Because I think Ventura... Um, did work with McMahon for a while Mm -hmm. and then when Ventura left the company Heenan started to take over and the Heenan monsoon relationship by a lot of WWF fans Mm. is considered to be their favourite is it? yeah and even the people that will say oh yeah we love JR yeah for them their sweet spot is monsoon and Heenan because they play off each other so well oh okay so the relationship on on camera at least or on the audio that monsoon had with Ventura monsoon very much does his same stick regardless of whoever he's with. Mm-hmm. Ventura will call out the double standards. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you go, oh, you would have been fine with that gorilla if it had been the other way around, though, wouldn't you? Yes. That kind of stuff. Good. Heenan 
had a different approach. So he would always cheer on the heels. Okay. And he would come up with ludicrous reasons as to why what he was saying was valid in this instance, but not valid for something else. Oh, okay. And I'm, I'm genuinely so excited for you, because I really think you'll get to the point where you go, Heenan's brilliant. Okay. Is it kind of similar to like a Paul Heyman vibe? Or not really? Uh, yes. As in an old school, like yes. Paul vibe? Yes. I prefer Heenan. Oh, Okay. Heyman's great, yeah, yeah, and a lot of the stuff that Heyman takes from the commentary, mm-hmm. he took from Heenan. Nice, okay. but Heenan is so so good. Oh, okay. Like especially like the the call that made him and is the best wrestling call of all time by anyone ever mm-hmm. was the '92 Royal Rumble. Okay. Um, to give you a bit of little bit of background, you'll forget between now and whenever oh, we do that definitely show. Definitely will. Um, he had uh, a vested interest in Ric Flair winning that Royal Rumble and whoever mm-hmm. won that Royal Rumble would be the WWF champion. Mm-hmm. So the story arc of that is Heenan on commentary losing his mind mm-hmm. anytime Flair com- gets in danger and he's so confident going into it that yeah. he's going to win and then Flair comes out third. Oh. And you just hear Heenan go, oh God, no, no. No, and the whole show is just like a Bobby Heenan experience oh, of him okay. going through peaks and troughs, and it's amazing. Okay. I don't think anyone out there would disagree. I'm happy to have anyone yeah. disagree. I don't think anyone will say that that was the finest commentary performance of all time. Okay. And that's a good point, actually, in general. If you ever get any questions as we're going through mm. this, and this isn't us doing like the creative thing on camera here, if you get anything that you wanted to, a bit more information about or had any uncertainties mm-hmm. say oh by the, so what was going on with this and yeah. assuming I know the answer yeah. I'll give it to you Lovely. brilliant so yeah the action's completely broken down the Can-Am connection reverse corner whips and inexplicably Morocco backdrops Orton yeah why I, d- I don't understand you saw it was Orton why'd you duck yeah, and then why'd you lift understand silly silly boy silly beefy bitch Double drop kick on Morocco, and Orton is sent to the floor by a drop kick from Zenk. Yeah. Morocco catches Martel on a crossbody, yeah. but trips backwards over Zenk, leading to the one, two, three. <laughs> I that was very funny. The ending. Do you know the pin <laughs> sequence? It was all right. Yeah, I thought it was all right. It worked. So we're on the Meltzonomics portion of oh, the Oh, see, I didn't know that would be a thing here. Oh, I've got it on. You're doing it for every, for every oh, single... Yeah. Oh, God. If you... what? Okay, what do you think this was as a star rating? Out of five. Out of five. Mm. Oh, God. Right, this has to be completely fresh in my mind. I was going to say as well, maybe think about the time it was as well. Yeah, not compare it to like the last one we did where I gave other things. Because they'll be relative for the time Mm. period. Oh, God, I just don't want to be too generous. No, it's fine. Um, Three. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you're still within your... Yeah, uh, I'll usual take boundaries. it. I'll uh, take it. It two wasn't and a half. too long, so that's why I, I thought it was all right. I thought the action was quite well paced. Yeah. Again, if I factor in the time period, yes. two and a half seems absolutely reasonable to yeah. me. I will say there is definitely one match in this that I strongly disagree with the star rating of. Oh, okay. Um, but we will get to there okay. later on. Yeah, I just made a note on the on the end of this though when. It's. Oh, it did. It did worry me because I was like, "Oh no, is it going to be the same as WrestleMania 2 When it gets to the end, we've obviously seen the pin, so you know who wins. And then they stand there and go, "Oh, let's see if we get the official word." And there's silence. Oh, and there it is. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I noticed it myself, mm-hmm. and I went to write it down. And I thought, "No, 
Holly will get this. Yeah, for sure. I backed you to get this. So whenever it comes to attire, unless there's something I specifically want to mention. <laughs> you know I'm all on what they're wearing. Yeah. Um, I know that during sleeper holes, there'll be something that you'll always oh, write there's a down. Oh, cu- there's a couple noted down I know. Oh, yeah. I know. I've seen the same show, funnily <laughs> enough. But you're right. That did happen. Yeah. And my first thought was back at WrestleMania 2 yeah. when they were like, oh, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. But it wasn't too long, but it was just a bit... It was a bit apprehensive, shall we say? And I was like, brilliant, here we go. Do you reckon Vince was having kittens? Yes. Yeah. Video package uh, for Billy Jack Haynes and Hercules. Yes. Yes. I didn't have a clue who... I knew who Hercules was. I've seen him before. Billy Jack Haynes was. But um, I was okay with this. Yeah, I bet you were. <laughs> he looks... Look, I've got to get a little something from some, like from these older shows. I've got, like, got to take it where I can get it. So, Haynes was invited to try and escape the full Nelson, but is instead clotheslined and beaten by Herc. That's basically the gist of this promo package. So, Billy Jack Haynes is someone who even I'm not overly familiar with. Mm -hmm. In fact, I would be willing to bet this is the only WrestleMania card he's on. Okay. Um, He's got a very weird frame, is the way I can describe it, because his legs look normal. Uh, To me, he's a Johnny Bravo. But then it's all from chest, chest up, mm. shoulders massive, but yeah. then the rest looks like almost a model-type yeah. build. Lean. And then he's got like a caveman head okay. plopped on. Yeah. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, Holly would be climbing <laughs> up and down this all day. <laughs> like a tree. Yeah, yeah. I think he's probably pretty tall, but he looks, yeah, he looks tough, doesn't he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm. And then we see Mean Gene interviewing Heenan and Hercules. Heenan says, Billy Jerk Haynes. Brilliant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hang on. Hercules is claiming to be a thousand or thousands of years old here. Yeah. Don't know if you heard the promo. Just... I wrote it down. Okay. He said, Just like I did thousands of years ago when I used this chain to pull down the pillars of Rome. What are you saying, you mad fucker? Is that impression number one? Yeah. Also, a little <laughs> insight. I've been ill as shit yeah. for the last week. So I mentioned, I think, in the last episode yeah. that I had a tickly throat. Mm-hmm. Safe to say that developed into a full-blown fuck you. Um, so <laughs> I, this is the first day where I've really even contemplated being able to do yeah. this. Uh, it's going all right so far, um, I think. Yeah. Fairly impressed. Um, yeah. There's there's one... Uh, not promo, because I'm not a wrestler. There's one impression that I really think I might end up doing later in the show oh okay I wonder if it's what I'm thinking of and it could fucking kill me there's a few for sure but there's one that because I right we'll get I'm jumping ahead yeah. of myself that's the best part because I know the fun bits that are coming up and I'm yeah. so excited to talk to you about oh, them because we don't get the opportunity outside of this but yeah after Hercules claims to have been thousands of years old so after Hercules claimed to be a thousand years old I just thought, see kids, don't do steroids. They make you say shit so dumb that nobody will love you ever. This is stupid. Stupid. Pointless. Ridiculous. And everyone, they're just nodding next Mm -hmm. to him. Like, yeah, this is normal words in a sentence that makes sense. I don't get it. Uh, Heenan wants to officially confirm once more it is Billy Jerk Haynes. For anyone that was, was unsure. Now we get to the match. Billy Jack Haynes versus Hercules. Yes. This is the first time we see the Mini Rings wrestlers come to the ring on. Yes. Thoughts? At first I hated it. At first I was like, oh, this is stupid. And then actually I thought, actually, this is genius. It's such a good idea. Gets them there quicker. Gets rid of them quicker. Probably makes the show run a bit smoother and quicker. Bring it in now. 
Because well, 20 minutes is someone slowly walking to the ring these days. Do you remember the Royal Rumble they did that for? Oh, my God. In Texas, they had... Uh, but they didn't show it on camera, so it looked like people weren't doing it. But basically, are you a big, chunky boy? Get on the back of this and we'll take yeah. you to the ring. Mark Henry, jump on. Big Show, jump on. Braun, get your beefy bollocks on here, Sam. <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, but except they try to hide it there. But here, they're very yeah. much... It's. I thought it added a bit of it's gravitas. It's a regal, regal entrance as well, isn't because it? Because it shows them being like presented yeah. and displayed, and they're like, oh, we're too good to walk. Yeah. But I think it was very much the timekeeping thing. So if you look at the of size of that course. ramp, mm-hmm. very few people walked it. Well, especially the people that you get later on. Oh, that my God, would be yeah. so slow. It's still so... going on now. So, I yeah, at first, when I saw it, I was like, oh, God, what is this? And then, yeah, as the show went on, I was like, no, I like it. I'm here for it. Yeah. I'd no. like one to take me from in and out of work, I'll be honest. And, there, <laughs> and there's a couple of uh, famous images of that oh, okay. in use that get used later on, which I said, you know, take away clips from hmm. WrestleMania that stick in the memory. Okay. There's two Ooh, okay. that I can think of from there for sure. Um, so we know that you like Billy Jack Hayes. Mm-hmm. Fine, I thought you would. A match of muscle, absolutely. Yeah, what do you make of this glitterball cowboy get-up that he's wearing? <laughs> yeah, I don't mind it. Of course you don't. <laughs> You could be, yeah. Right. I don't know why I thought you'd go, oh, the outfit's not the one, though. No, I don't mind it. No, yeah. I should have known Cowboy, of course. Yep. Before the bell rings and the two beefy lads butt heads, collar and elbow is broken up by the ref in the corner, allowing Herc to slyly throw a knee. Mm. Big knee lift follows. Haynes fires back with a succession of chops and a very impressive press slam, like unbelievably impressive. Yeah. It's like there's... Hercules has got no weight, like he's full of helium, the way that Haynes gets him up. Yeah, it's ridiculous, I couldn't it? believe it. I did I did just sit there and go, oh, okay. Oh, okay. Oh, you can pick me up and I can wrap my legs around your head. <laughs> Have a lovely time. God. Haynes Why? looks for the full Nelson, but Herc scurries uh, to the ropes and Heenan um, is there who's given him instructions. Of course. Back to chops and right hands from Billy, who whips Herc into the corner. This, sorry to throw you off no, track no, here. Carry on. Also, if anyone can, that is my stomach absolutely rumbling. I can so hear it, sorry. no one else can. Good-o. Um, this also, to me, this first match, I know we're going to make jokes about, oh, this was great for me. It was. But also, to me, the physiques of these two men, very different to the physiques of many other wrestlers I've seen in WrestleMania 1 and 2, just putting it out there. And I know this and is probably of the era of, you know, roid rage. I don't know. But... It just I was like, Oh, okay. Now we're gonna start seeing like a bit of bit of muscle rather than just big guys. So the steroid um really set in in the seventies. Oh, okay. Um so it'd been around for a while. So mm. after Bruno San Martino and that was kind of mm-hmm. the last age of legitimacy, it felt like where everything was natural. Okay. We get superstar Billy Graham, who was a former WWF champion okay. and someone that Hulk Hogan modelled a lot of his look after as well. Mm. Um, their story. So when the whole Vince McMahon and the WWF were taken to trial over steroids, yeah, uh, superstar Billy Graham was one of the first to testify against them, and saying how it deteriorated his health, his career. Oh. Let's not forget that you made this decision yourself, mm-hmm. and his stories were so over the top. All the bits of truth that he was laying out there were completely washed out by the fabrications he was making. Oh. So his like testimony was basically thrown out. Um, there's stories where he's saying that he himself has personally injected Hulk Hogan with steroids. And there was, uh, I don't know if you're aware of the American talk show Arsenio Hall. No. So this was uh, late 80s, uh, going into the early 90s. 
And Hulk Hogan went on there when this... Uh, I think it was Dr. Zahorian. So Dr. Mm-hmm. Zahorian was on the Pennsylvania Athletic Commission and he was assigned frequently to WWF shows. At these shows, he liked feeling part... Of, he was a big wrestling fan, first okay. of all, but he liked feeling important and being mm-hmm. seen as important backstage at the wrestling shows. And he was quite happy to write out prescriptions oh. for people for whatever they wanted. And he went on trial a few years before WWF did and Vince McMahon got off basically he wasn't found guilty in the trial of his life Dr. Sahorian from a couple years earlier who then went on trial against Vince McMahon later on Mm. was put in prison for three years for for the crimes that he did so uh, yeah steroids came along very much in the 70s but as you can see it wasn't still very much a thing yeah it wasn't everyone was doing it no the peak of it was for sure the 80s yeah without a doubt okay but yeah um it just you can see like a for, well for me anyway i could see a definite change in it wasn't just bigger guys as in like big yeah it was now to me there's more men in this card that are like physically looking strong yeah. rather than just being big yeah hercules was 100 percent one of the people mm-hmm. that, that was in the steroid game mm-hmm. i don't know enough about billy jack haynes to know if he no, did but know. he isn't built like a normal steroid guy is mm. Because when you're full of steroids, you tend mm. to get the bloated belly because okay. like, you retain water as well. So you just your whole frame kind of expands. He was just up top, yeah. gotten bigger. But everyone else who was on steroids just looked like they carried it differently. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised to find if Billy Jack Haynes, but that was natural. Yeah, fair. Which, fair play to him. Fair. Hercules fires back on the rebound with a heavy clothesline. Back body drop follows. Powerful whip sends Haynes into the corner twice and a suplex in short order follows. Mm-hmm. I put this is dumb. So Herc pulls Haynes' head off the canvas at two. Yes. Why? Because yes. like you weren't dominating. You weren't like it wasn't like Dean Malenko against Lita. No. You take that win. Just take yeah, you would, wouldn't you? Yeah. Like no. there's not nothing to be gained from that. It doesn't it like I said, it didn't make him look like a, oh look how powerful and badass he is. No. He just looked stupid. And even commentary they were like, Oh. Yeah. He, like even they were like, What are you doing? Yeah, Jesse who always uh cries out and goes for the heels and goes, yeah, yeah, I see why he did that. Of course he did that. Couldn't justify no. that action. Billy now unloads with right hands to the midsection but fails with a suplex due to his back. Mm-hmm. Backbreaker by Hercules and a press slam mm-hmm. of his own but wasn't nearly as good as the no, ones that Haynes really did. No, really wasn't, but it was a handful of crotch and pants. It was, and you were quite happy about that, I imagine. <laughs> Stop it. Full Nelson by Herc, but he's yeah. unable to lock his fingers to fully secure the hold and that was a point that the commentary team kept making yes. as well. Yes. They're like, oh, he needs to get his hands up. And I was like, oh, here we go. This is going to be the first of many asleep, asleep, awakes. Well, but Haynes looks to be fading. Arm drops three times. Oh, no, it didn't, apparently. He kept it up. <laughs> it definitely He dropped. Yes. Yeah. Uh, as it looks like he will break free, Herc hits him on the external occipital protuberance. Very good. Thank you. Double clothesline drops both men, but Haynes comes back strong with a reverse atomic drop. Yeah. That can't be nice. No. No. Is that not a low blow? It's weird because in wrestling it's sold like it is, but it's supposed to be... No, because it would be a disqualification, but it's supposed to hit the groin area rather than right, straight up the, okay. the spout. Sorry, I was very much pointing there, yes. realise. Although you didn't look away, I notice. Um, <laughs> double clothesline drops both men, as we said. Reckless clothesline follows, as does a second. Second rope fist drop by Billy. Full Nelson by Haynes. And both men fall through the ropes to the floor. Yeah. Full Nelson on the floor. 
Both men then get counted out. There's so much spit here. So oh. much. So much. It's disgusting. Oh, the glitter cowboy is frothing at the mouth. So grim. And the so worst part is, is the beard catches it. Yeah. That, that to me is a oh no yeah. not a fan okay. absolutely not so a fan check myself I no. think we're fine I think we're fine <laughs> you're all good yeah so the refs counted them both out um, mm. because he's an absolute gangster we see uh, Bobby Heenan run and hit a knee oh of course to break it up because yeah absolutely and then run like hell which yeah. is fair uh, back in the ring and Herc hits yeah. Haynes with the chain five times to bust him open blade there it is blade there it is very so obvious, obvious blade Absolutely, so obvious. Yep, so obvious. I'm glad you. Um, that's. I'm glad that's the oh, thing. Yeah, so I was hoping yeah. you were going to say something. So, grading this match. Oh uh, yes. What would you score it? Oh, if I have to, if I take out the fact that it was mine, like a little bit interesting. Um, two. Two. Two point seven five. Oh. Okay. This was great. So higher than the one before. Yeah, I disagree with that too. Yeah, I don't agree with that. I would have said this one, two and a quarter. Okay. Would probably be where I'd land because yeah. I don't think it justifies being. No. To me, it wasn't as good as the other one. But like I said, the one it's... thing that we can't factor in is how it was perceived at the time. Exactly. Granted, again, yeah. it's just one man's opinion. Yeah. But the story of breaking the full Nelson that might have had like quite yeah a lot. probably because the crowd were into it. They yes, weren't they quiet, really were. So. That probably boosts it up a little bit. And I didn't hate it. Do you know what I mean, like, when saying two is really hard. Like, in my head, it's harsh because I think it's out of ten. But actually, two out of five, yeah, it's less than half. But you know what? That's fine. It, it is fine. Um, I did do a little bit of Googling, though. Please of, do. Of Billy Jack Haynes. And I'll, I'll be honest, I kind of wish I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> Tell me more. So the first one was that he... This isn't bad, I don't think. But he's another one of the wrestlers who filed against WWF, WWE... Um, for oh right here we go, CTE is what they call it. Concussion. Effectively, um, because he believed that WWE, so obviously it came along in later days, should pay into a medical trust mm-hmm. that would then effectively pay for the injured wrestlers to get the treatment that they need. Fair. I think that's a nice idea. Yep. Whether they do that now, who knows? But at the time, I'm assuming they don't. Um, at the time, they obviously didn't. Yep. Then it went on to talk about something else. Okay. Um. And again, this is off Google, so but it's very recent, saying that apparently he's arrested. He was arrested quite recently for allegedly shooting his wife. Um, it said that she was suffering from dementia, um, and yeah, he's in prison currently or in custody or something right now. Okay, that's not something I'd heard. Yeah, it's, it was. The, did it give any background information? Like, for example, because the fact that it specified she had dementia. Yeah. Like, I wonder, like a, it's, I would imagine it's... Is it putting it's a, out of your misery rather than a... I would imagine so. Um, like a, a crime of, pa- uh, not passion, a crime of mercy. I don't know what they'd yeah. call that, but that's so shocking. even, well, actually, to say he's in prison is probably wrong, because it says, yeah, even in the news at the minute, it says uh, he remains hospitalised after shooting his wife. And that was updated on the 15th of February. Wow. Um, yeah, really sad. That's very sad, yeah. yeah. Um, like I said, I, I know very little about Billy Jack Haynes, yeah. one of the few people from this era that, t- to the point where I've seen this show twice before we've watched it here, Okay. I forgot about him. Yeah. So when he came out, I went, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. very interesting. So, yeah. Bit of serendipity that is in the news at the moment as well, because I didn't know that. No. Okay. But yeah. Anyway, well, um, moving on. <laughs> well, hopefully, the, yeah, <laughs> I'd like an update on that, actually. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure we'll talk. Uh... Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so yes. after the match, we're now Mean Gene interviewing King Kong Bundy. Yes. The Grand Omelette. But before they go there, yeah. let's go to an interview centre with me. That's how it's introduced. No, with Mean. No. They don't say with me. Does it not? With Mean, Mean Gene. That's Jean. why I got well confused. No. I was like, who is this <laughs> saying this? I thought they'd swapped oh. commentators. I got well confused. Oh, don't make me laugh because I'm going to cough. Sorry. I yeah, got with well, Mean. It literally had to, I had to sit and try and work out what was going on because I was like, it's the with same voice. Mean. Yeah, that's why I was like, it's the same no. voice as the person before. Yeah. No. Okay. I no. wish you'd have said the full name. So Mean Gene interviews King Kong Bundy. Thank you. Bundy, accompanied by Little Tokyo and Little uh, Lord Littlebrook, his partners for the upcoming match. Honestly. The 30-year-old ostrich egg <laughs> says that if Hillbilly Jim and the two midgets get in his way, he will crush all three of them. I can't with this one. I can't. You can't? I can't. I, I barely... I Even when it comes to the match, I've made like four points. I just couldn't. I don't understand this. So when I'm quoting things in here, I'm quoting as it was said yes, at the time. Yes, you are. Uh... As he smashes his hand down in mm-hmm. the promo, he makes both Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook jump. Mm-hmm. Monsoon. And this is a direct quote. Bundy obviously looking to make a great squash out of some midgets. Honestly. What does that mean? I don't even know. What does that I mean? Can't. Bob Uecker with a creepy wink to the camera, which I actually thought was oh, good. Yeah. So he's just saying, hey, <laughs> little wink. Yeah. And then Gorilla goes, no, face the ring. <laughs> yes. And then he goes... And turns back and does it again. Bob Uecker, I'm a fan. Yeah. I'm a fan. Yeah, so that was... Uh, the uh, Right, okay, so I started because I didn't realise the format of how they were doing these. Mm. So that was an interview section set up before the match. Yes, we now I see... thought the match was going to come after another match, if you know what I mean. Yep. But it's like a pre-recorded interview, But I assume. Yeah, but then... They come out to the ring, yeah. and they go, oh, okay, so the match starts. So I wrote down the title of yeah, the match. as did I. And then the second and interview And then we go starts. to the next promo, yeah. So... Well confusing. When I say, oh, so the, now the match begins, I'm aware that the interview follows, but I'll yes. have written it at the start I've done the, the exact same thing. I've put that promo, then I put in, in my little format, who is in the match, and then I've got, oh, hold up, there's another fucking promo. What is going on? I wanted to say it was them trying to find their feet of how the formatting yeah. would work, but I don't think that's the case. Mm-hmm. I think they were doing it so that they could time the entrances. There was no lull in the action for the viewers watching from home. Yeah, true. Because no one wants to see... Mm, followed, by wa- followed by waiting. Yeah, mm, exactly. Yeah. So Get that. That's, that's, I didn't think that was a bad uh, yeah. approach to take. But the match. King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook versus Hillbilly Jim, Little Beaver and the Haiti Kid. I don't want this match. So what fears went through your head when you saw this? I just don't... I just didn't understand it. I didn't understand it. I obviously have seen King Kong Bundy before and I've seen the hillbilly guy because I remember being like, oh, his, his intro is the, it just makes me smile. Yeah. But I just... Why? Why? What is this? So Just have the two big guys together. So Little People Wrestling was actually very much its own entity. Yes, I know. I understood that more when the match went on because the commentators did talk about it. But also, either have one or the other, to me. Yeah. I think the issue we've got here is it being WWF. Yes. And who's booking WWF. It's like an exploitation again. Exactly. It is. um, and It's it's not there to be serious, this one. Because even though they are small in stature, they are Mm -hmm. treated like they're children. And what King Kong Bundy said wasn't as bad as what comes up in the next bit for me. Okay. 
And what I say might sound a little bit harsh, but I, okay. I think if you, having seen the clip, you'll realise what I'm saying. You go, oh my God, it's actually true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, little people wrestling, I need to stop, make myself say, I know midget's not the acceptable term here, but it's no, what but they No, but that's using. what they say at that time. So if I catch myself saying yes. that, it's not as a derogatory comment, it's no. just because of how it's being termed at the time. Um, yeah, so little people wrestling was very much something mm-hmm. that was entertained people, like almost before proper wrestling did. Okay. It was, in terms of pro wrestling, little people wrestling could always have that for you know, lack of a better term, that comedic edge that mainstream wrestling couldn't have mm-hmm. because it's visually something different, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it worked well because they they could get. I mean, I'm sure the pay wasn't great for it, but it brought something different to the table. So they had their own corner of the market where mm-hmm. they could do their own thing, which was great. In this environment, mm. in the WWF, mm-hmm. if WWF get a chance to treat something seriously or as a joke, specifically then, yeah, you know which way they're going to go with something yeah. like that. So. I just think for me personally as well, uh, again, not being able to comment on it at the time, I just think either have the two big guys against each other or, yeah, if you want to have a match like that, have it without the big guys. We don't need them. Yeah. Like, just have a proper serious match then. Interesting. In theory, the rules dictate that it's not bad yeah. because you're not supposed to be able to have but one of the fully grown men happen. against... No, it doesn't happen. <laughs> and to be fair... Obviously not. No. Because if you're a heel, yeah. Of course you're going to do that. And it is savage as well, mm-hmm. what we see. So we yeah. don't quite get into the, the flow of the match just yet, because okay. as the heels are in the ring, we now see an interview with the faces by Mean Gene. Of course. Well, sorry, by me. Yeah. <laughs> Hillbilly Jim unintentionally patronises the shit out of his partners as he refers to them as his little buddies, mm. and how he's concerned about them with Bundy. His heart's in the right place, yeah. if nothing else. yeah. I mean, I'd be concerned about them with Bundy. Oh, I was concerned. Yeah, not that they'd like you'd crush them, that he'd eat them. <laughs> all the while he's talking, Beaver. Mm. This is the bit which might sound harsh, but okay. think about it. All the while he's talking, Beaver and Haiti are nodding and smiling, looking up at him like he's Santa. Oh. And just when I thought that might be a little bit too harsh to write, then he picks them oh, up. Oh yeah, that was weird. Which was is odd. bad. And then Haiti kids just pulling his beard. Like he's fucking Santa. Yeah, I did think that was a bit odd. But, but this whole just, thing was fucking They're odd, not so. children. No. They are, they're, they're grown men. Man's like, in his 40s. Do you know what I mean? Like Beaver, little Beaver, was born 50. Mm-hmm. Look at his face. That's a road mild fucking face if I've ever seen one. And I just, it's, but people don't, aren't thinking at home, like, oh, midgets are children. No. That's not what they're doing. No. It's just such a weird perception. Having said that, when the match starts, mm-hmm. the first little interaction... Oh, sorry, little oh. interaction. The first no, interaction... The first interaction. Was pretty good. I like the... Was it the robot? I enjoyed yes. that. I enjoyed yeah. that. Here for it. So when the faces get in the ring, they start a hoedown, and Jim does a cartwheel. Again. That was fine. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Haiti and Tokyo start with a solid exchange until the first comedy spot hits. So when they're actually wrestling... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But this was what I meant, was that... Take other people, like, take Hillbilly and King Kong out of the situation. I would happily enjoy this. Yeah. So, the first comedy spot, do you know which one I'm referring to here? Beaver. Well, no. Oh, no. So, all four four of the little wrestlers start Mm. crisscrossing until the hills bang heads. Oh, yeah. mm, That was weird. Did you know that Lord Little uh, Brook is from England? Yes, I did. Mm. Because they mention it about 500 times, but yeah. Yeah, he's about the same height as my dad, I think. So it could well be, you know, from the era. I don't know. I don't know, just saying. 
Were you about to say something there? I felt yeah, like, no, no, it. just on <laughs> commentary. I don't know who says it, but someone goes, oh, Beaver reminds me of a girl I used to date. Yeah. And that was that was it for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, this whole match can finish now because mm-hmm. that's Cause, all I needed from this. Because I'm finished. That's all I needed. I'll be honest, I purposefully made the decision not to listen to the commentary because I knew that I'd be just writing reams about the comments about midgets, Mm -hmm. little people, all this kind of stuff. So I thought it's best I just focus on what's happening in the ring. Bundy stood in the apron, must be thinking, I'm sure I headlined this last year. Yeah, honestly. How the mighty eggs have fallen. How did they sell that to him? It's, and you know what's great? There's a Humpty Dumpty reference on this show and it isn't labelled at him. I don't know if you heard the Humpty Dumpty thing later. Yeah, I did. But yeah. this is the yeah. right, this is the egg of them all. King Egg. Beaver and Haiti start using the hill's legs to row a boat, but the hills break it up. Yeah. Fine. Quite like that. Again, working within the niche. Yeah. Not got a problem. Haiti with an atomic drop to Tokyo before tagging in Beaver, who slaps Tokyo into his corner. This mm. just realised that because I've had to go with because everything was like little this or little that so I had to go by the other name so it just sounds really mental what I'm saying no I've done that too I've got notes here being like just beaver constantly is the one that's mentioned giggity (laughs) little brook in now and Holly did you notice he came to the ring in sunglasses Um, yes but this is the only annoying thing about this whole event anyone that wore sunglasses I can't say anything it's freaking outside it's not it looks is the venue not outside then how was it daytime because the the cover yeah, of the dome... Therefore, it's outside. <laughs> they're all outside. What you, no, it's domed, but you can light permeates okay. through it. Oh, uh, in that case, that changes everything. Yep. But Angry? Yeah, now I won't. No. She'll just let me, let me have it. Oh, there's other moments later which will get you annoyed with sunglasses. I know that. Tokyo chokes beaver in the corner. <laughs> it just sounds so weird. Tokyo chokes beaver in the corner as Little Brook distracts the official. Bundy wants in and makes the tag. Oh. Beaver dives between Bundy's legs, mm. then hits a drop kick to the stomach. Gunt. Yep, the gunt. Yep. I'm glad someone else uses that word. Yeah. Before tagging Hillbilly. Bundy clubs away at Jim, who returns with a clothesline, knocking the big man down. Mm. Big elbow dropped by Hillbilly, and the faces pile on for a pin, but Bundy kicks out, like literally all of them. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Um, Again, don't mind that. No, I don't mind that. But um, Hillbilly, was he trained by Cowboy? Cowboy Bob. Is this research that you've done? Well, I've got it written down. I don't know where the hell I've got that from. So <laughs> the storyline of how he was trained was by Hogan. Hogan oh, pulled okay. him out of the crowd. and then Oh, right. Training. Okay. Would I be surprised if Cowboy trained yeah. him? No, probably not. I know Hillbilly came into the game late and he was never a good wrestler. Right. He was just serviceable. He had a good look. Mm-hmm. Interesting character. Okay. Um, so I couldn't confirm or deny okay. that for you. Fair. But it doesn't sound unreasonable. Bundy with a back elbow drops Hillbilly Jim. Little Beaver slaps Bundy in the face. Mm. I quite like that. You could hear the you slap hear the as slap, well. Yeah. That's great. Bundy goes to chase and levels Hillbilly with a clothesline. Mm-hmm. Splash in the corner follows. Beaver starts pummeling the leg of Bundy, who then hits a huge body slam on the poor mm-hmm. bastard. Elbow dropped by Bundy and the ref calls for the disqualification. Now, yeah. it's to give Bundy credit, this heel work is oh, yeah. top draw. Yeah. The elbow drop he hits because it's the camera, it's away from the hard camera, so you just see his body fall on him. Yeah, the camera's very kind. Looks like yeah. beaver Looks dead. like it would literally break someone in He half. slayed some beaver Yeah. on this on this night. Let's see what you did there. All the little people then save beaver. <laughs> As Bundy gets mad, Hillbilly Jim 
clocks him, and the big man retreats. Mm. Hillbilly Jim picks up Beaver, who looks completely dead. This is just odd, though. So all the, the little wrestlers together, they've unified yeah. against... Yeah, of course. Which isn't the only time I've seen something like that in WWF history. Oh. But we'll get to the 1994 Survivor Series at a later date. Oh, okay. Yeah. God. Um, that... I'm not going to go into it. No. Yeah. If you had to give this match a rating... <laughs> we're giving it. Oh. Go with what you think because it's, it's you're an... not trying to match the score of. No, Dave. I'm not, and it's annoying to me because, as I've said about five hundred times, if it was two separate matches, I think it would be completely different. Mm-hmm. One. I think that's fair. Mm. Two. Yeah. I think one is fair. One and a half, okay, because mm-hmm. there wasn't anything in there that I went, oh, for God's sake. Mm. But it didn't have time to do anything either. Not that it, it should have. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't disagree with your, your yeah. one star. Do I? Am I mad at two stars? No. No, I just don't care. Just, this yeah. is one I just would skip over. Yeah. Um, also, though, we're in four matches in. Two DQs so far. Yeah, that, that's the thing. I, that, I continue to, to make notes of these things as this went on. No, that's that's good. <laughs> but I think that's an issue that I've always had with WWE. And they're guilty of it still sometimes to this day. I don't want to see... No one goes to a big show mm-hmm. and wants to see a wishy-washy ending mm-hmm. that needs another match down the line mm-hmm. and this is part of the reason why I was getting mad at you know like Hell in the Cell events where you arbitrarily just have to have at least a match in Hell in the Cell Yeah, use it when it's merited like it, I don't like this kind of stuff at big shows So, but back then they loved it Yeah, and by they I mean Vince Okay. we now go to another little segment yes <clears throat> Oh, this is the impression. Oh, is it? One of the impressions. Of I course forgot. it is, because I, f- I know who he's coming. I forgot about it. Oh, this is going to kill me. Oh, no. So, Mary Hart's with Elizabeth backstage. Also, maybe prep everyone, maybe turn your volumes down, because I, I know what's coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you might want to do that. <laughs> so, we've got a battle of the 80s hairstyles here. Don't we just, but I'm sorry. Elizabeth is an absolute queen. She is, isn't Look she? Look at her. Beautiful lady. Stunning. Elizabeth dressed to the nine, such a naturally pretty woman. Yeah. Was my comment. Mary asks if Elizabeth has any trepidations as Matcha Man cuts his manager off. Word of the day. Trepidation? Yeah. Yep. Mary is annoyed as Randy says he will answer any questions one by one. Mm. And then he comes out with this. Fascinating is the word of the day. Enthusiasm is where I go. Elizabeth, down that aisle. I can't. What? Uh, what does? What did she say that led him to I that? Don't, I don't even understand what that meant. But that impression was everything. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was a good one. To be fair, no. because my voice, I couldn't quite get it's there. Everything. Number but, two. Done. <laughs> yeah. Um, so apologies for that. I feel like I can. I feel like the one I did before Macho was better. Yeah, it was good. But this one. I think you held the struggled. volume back on this one as well. Uh, yeah, you can't, because I couldn't you can't. go louder. But it was just a weird. Weird promo. Effectively, also, to me, it just solidified that she is not allowed to say anything. She's not allowed an opinion. She's... And later on... I'll get to that later. (laughs) Later on, we'll get to that later. Later on. We then go to a package for Harley Race and the Junkyard Dog. Mm. Kingway says he's the king of all wrestling and everyone should now be in... Or, sorry, should bow down in servitude. Mm. Servitude's a pretty good word. JYD says the US has never had a queen, a king, and his parents only told him to kneel before God. See, now these two I'd quite like to have done impressions for as well, but yeah, I'm not going to push it today. No. 
Junkyard Dog shown putting the crown and cape on before he's assaulted by race. Um, interview now, and Mula looks dead behind the eyes. She is 100% reading off an autocue. Well, it's only like two words that she yeah, says. But you can see her staring, and then all of a sudden she says it. It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, honestly. Did you like the frock that she was wearing that were made out of the same design curtains that I have in my lounge? <laughs> Very similar, just yes. less sparkly, my curtains. Um, Heenan instructs Tamula to crown the king after mm. he wins like only the queen of wrestling can. And then Mula is staring off camera the whole time like there is a hostage being held at gunpoint yes. and she doesn't want to be there at all. Yes. She looks petrified. And then there's a moment where she goes, smile. Yeah, she does look petrified. Oh, it's horrendous. Oh dear. Now the match. Yay. Woo-hoo. King Harley Race with Fabulous Mula and Bobby the Brain Heenan versus the Junkyard Dog. Yeah. Holly, do you happen to recognise Harley Race's music here? Oh, No. Later used by Jerry the King Lola. Oh no. Do 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 Oh. You gonna let me carry on with that? Cheers. Yeah, please sorry, I'm trying to find a note I've written, but it's obviously not for this match, it's obviously for later. I actually I have carry on. <laughs> I feel like this might be an interesting story. Oh story time. Did you ever hear how Vince McMahon tried to sabotage Starcade eighty three? So no. you don't know what Starcade 83 <laughs> no. is. So Starcade 1983 was um, the NWA... It was the first ever wrestling pay-per-view, but it was certainly their first foray into the pay-per-view market. Okay. 1983, so two years before WrestleMania was even yeah. done. Vince McMahon was very wary that this could cause his business problems. Right. He called Harley Race up, who was the NWA champion. So the main event for Starcade 83 was titled A Flair for the Gold. Harley Race was defending the NWA title against Ric Flair in a steel cage. Oh, okay. Vince didn't want the show to take place. Mm. He called Harley up. Harley came and had a meal with him in New York. Mm. Vince was saying, you know, we'd like to consider maybe bringing you into WWF, etc. And then they both happened to go to the bathroom at the same time. They carried on talking in there. Vince kind of laid out his proposal and said, I will give you $250,000 if you no-show Starcade 1983. Wow. Harley was washing his hands at the sink. He said, just looked up, looked, he was talking to Vince through the mirror. He said, problem is, Vince, he says, I have to look at that man in the mirror every day. He said, I can't do that. So he showed a bit of integrity, turned yeah. down the money, said, I made my commitment, mm-hmm. I can't do it. He said he could tell that Vince was very annoyed yeah. with this, but he was trying to keep it within himself, mm-hmm. not get too out there. We went to leave the bathroom. Vince inexplicably tried to shoot for a double leg on Harley Race. What? Yeah, tried to take down Harley Race. Harley Race just put his forearm in there, gave him a cross face, put him down, said and could have easily broken Vince's neck if he wanted to. He said, wasn't expecting that, to be honest, but Vince tried to shoot a double leg takedown on Harley Race in a men's room of a bathroom, and it was um, Harley uh, Harley Race's wife that had to come in and separate them. Jesus. Because, I love these stories. These are great. Because Vince wasn't used to getting his own way. That's so weird. Yeah. Who does that? I know. Also, that's so unhygienic. The floor would be dirty. Just what? Go, oh, <laughs> I'm going to double leg take down you. Well, what does that prove that's even so if you do? That's so weird. What's going to make go, him change his mind? Yeah, go, I'm sorry, oh, Vince. Yeah, yeah, do you know what? I will. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, or you'll go, yeah, okay, you will do that, but now your price is now 100000 Exactly. Brilliant. Oh, my God, how weird. Fucking idiot. So the JYD is interviewed by Gene. Mm-hmm. And then he says, I'm pretty sure this phrase, as sure as I am black and the day is thunder, 
What? What? I the first bit is self-explanatory. What does the day's thunder mean? I don't know, I'll be honest. Fair enough. I've given up trying to understand some of these promos. That's not even the most nonsensical one bit. I'm very excited to do Ooh, that later okay. We do get here one of my favourite visuals of the night. Mm. Um, as we see from behind JYD as he's making his way to the ring on the motorised ring. Um, mm-hmm. We see him doing like the barking and you see the whole the stadium. The crowd loved him as well, which was very nice. He's a he's a very popular, popular. Baby, baby face. The two, um, oh sorry, Moolah still ladies world champion was pointed out. Yeah. Which is about 78. <laughs> the two lock up and JYD blocks two rights from race before returning with his own. Mm-hmm. Heenan grabs the leg and JYD goes in pursuit. I start to get annoyed here, I'm really sorry. I knew you were going to. I just, I can't. This... Honestly, fuck all the wrestlers off. Because at this point, the managers, it's the same two further on probably not at this point but it's the same two that keep coming out just put them in the fucking ring together at this point yes but Heenan isn't the worst person no he's not but this is when I started to get a bit mm, annoyed so as JYD's in pursuit he returns to the ring race lands an elbow Mm -hmm. JYD flurries with various strikes before dropping race with a big headbutt Race throws JYD to the floor and kicks him from the apron yeah that's a bit of a heavy bump as well I'll be honest yeah what the the next bit Mm mm-hmm the falling headbutt doesn't find a home. And I must admit, this did make me laugh when yeah. I saw it in person. Just yeah. the way he's just standing on the apron mm-hmm. and then just falls just like a felled tree. Yeah. Ridiculous. But, and then you hear the... Yeah. As he misses. No wonder all these people getting bloody injured all I know. the time. JYD clotheslines race over the ropes and back into the ring, which is something I don't think I've seen yeah, before. Yeah, no. A, a jumping ring dinger sends race to the floor <laughs> body slam over the ropes and back in by JYD so again I haven't seen this before so JYD standing inside the ring yeah he goes to reach for race who's on the apron yeah looks like he's going to try and lift him up by his pants and then obviously as I actually know and then body like it just looked very awkward suplexing yeah. yeah it did look a bit strange but it was different so I didn't mind it yeah. but it just the setup for it was weird and then JYD uh, locks in an abdominal stretch, mm-hmm. but Race hip tosses out. Falling headbutt has no effect on JYD, who whips Race to the corner and out to the floor. Yes. Did you see the way that Race hit the ropes and went over the buckles mm. to the floor? Yeah. Remind you of anything or anyone? Many people. <laughs> One specifically who always does it in this way. What, Ric Flair? <laughs> no, Flair does the upside down. That's the one. Yeah, no, I know. Oh, fuck. Who is it? Just tell me. I think you know yes, uh, yes. who I am. Uh. Yes. Yeah, Triple H very much uh, took that from Harley Racing. That do you know what the cough helps with that one? Does that wasn't it? bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Triple H put that in his repertoire. That's quite similar to Randy. No, see, Randy's ooh yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Whereas Triple You've H got an is undertone. Just, yeah, and Triple H you have to say uh at the end of everything. Mm, okay. Like I'm a professional. Honestly, yeah. it's just. Yeah. Like I said, there will be people that do it better than me. I'm doing it for my own entertainment. Well, and Holly's entertainment. Because great. you see, should see her face. <laughs> Headbutts on all fours before. I don't like that move. No, no, you don't. <laughs> but he's a dog. <laughs> Headbutts on all fours before Heenan distracts JYD on the apron. Fuck off. Don't you dare say that about my Bobby Heenan. It's just the distractions. Oh, From no. this point onwards, You'll love him on it commentary. really pisses me off. Race then hits a standard belly to belly suplex and surprisingly the win. Yeah. So, JYD now has to kneel. He curtsies. 
Yeah. Then cracks the king with a padded chair. Of course. Fully expected to see a blade here for some reason. Yeah. But no. No. Not a good match. I'd go as far as saying. Um, what would you score it out of five? 0.5. One star. Okay. I would I would lean towards you, to be fair on that. Yeah. Maybe split the difference, 0.75. Again, for me, it's another match. I continue to do this. Another match that the crowd didn't like the ending of. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the end they did, because JYD did whatever he did. But another ending where the crowd openly boos. Yep. As it shall continue. We now go to the second oh. and last time mm. that we see Vince McMahon. This is exhausting. Vince interviewing WWF champion Hulk Hogan. Mm -hmm. So Hulk rips his shirt uh, as he goes mental, saying Andre will have to Mm. face the truth. Very intense. Except when he said, Well, I finished hanging and banging, dude. (laughs) What the? What are you talking about? (laughs) I've got take a shot every time he says dude, brother, or man. Yeah, but it's the... (laughs) When I've finished, if you didn't catch that, when I finished hanging... And banging, dude. Ooh, okay. Saturday night, those. I forget he was a hippie. That's basically all I got out of this promo. <laughs> I've just written that Vince's face in this. That's why I'm laughing. Vince's face in this whole promo is exactly what mine was doing, trying to concentrate and listen. Like his brow is furrowed, and his face is like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> yeah, but to me as but well. It's good. It's a good response on telly. Vince looking at Hogan, you can hmm. see. If you peel back a few oh, of the, the layers cogs of the are onion, definitely turning. not only that, he's looking at him going, oh, fuck you. Oh, okay. Like, just, there's like a, just a proper little... Do you little, think that's what's oh, going yeah. on there? Vince likes his beefy boys, we know that. And he did, Hulk did a, did the old, uh, what you gonna do? Yes. Which, again, I like that. <laughs> yeah, I, again, I'm saving the voice for the next promo. <laughs> we go to a match. Mm. And again, it's one of those weird formatted ones. So... The Rougeau brothers are introduced in the ring. Yes. And then we go to they an don't interview. get an entrance. But the match is the Rougeau brothers versus the Dream Team with mm-hmm. Luscious Johnny and Dino Bravo in their corner. Mean Gene interviews the Dream Team asking why Dino is needed. Harsh but fair question. Very fair. This oh. is what Luscious Johnny said. Okay. I wrote down the whole promo okay. as I heard it. Let me tell you something, Mr. Curiosity. The Dream Team is going to make a miracle here, baby. And they're going to go down, do so the Russo brothers, and scrambled eggs, Grandma. Stop. <laughs> I mean, it makes, it's not English. Like, it makes no sense. So, I listened back to that seven times. Okay. Em was in the room with me for one of them, and I said, I'm going to play this. You tell me what the fuck they say here. Yeah. Played it, and then went, oh, no. no. So, I'll read back what I put. Yes. Let me tell you something, Mr. Curiosity. The Dream Team is going to raise a miracle here, baby. And they're going to go down and do so the Rougeau brothers and then scrambled eggs, Grandma. Scrambled eggs, Grandma, I'm convi- I swear to God, I'm not even... I think, honestly, he says that. No, I, I'm pretty sure he does as well. Cause scrambled I, eggs, like, Grandma! What the fuck? But it's just... And everyone's there like... Unless he's putting his lunch order in. What I don't understand... Oh, his grandma's well dead at that point, I'm sure. But they're, they're all with him. He's talking shit and they're like... Yeah. Nodding, smiling yeah. next to him, like, yeah, this is a sane man. Yeah. It's like they've got a tombola of words. Tombola, yeah. <laughs> of words. And they've just picked out a couple and gone, yeah, put them in a sentence. Yeah, but it wasn't a sentence, it was just no, a list just of words. words. It was a shopping list of bollocks. Exhausting. 
Yeah, I wasn't, again, I'll be honest on that one. I wasn't going for the voice, but I just needed the intensity of yeah. the nonsense that came out of it. It's him. like sometimes they think if they just shout and have a bit of emphasis behind them, people don't actually listen to what they're Which saying. Which is why Jake Roberts was yes, so very good. good. Very good. We learn the ringside assistants at this point are called the Federettes. Yes. I just thought they were a ring girl, I'll be honest. Yeah, I didn't carry the way. Just, just, you know. Get putting a They're name not to doing it. a lot either, so it's fine. Putting a name to it makes it worse, weirdly. Oh, okay. I don't know. And then uh, we hear Gorilla come out with one of his uh, favourite phrases, Ooh. a fountain of misinformation. <laughs> I like that. An early... Oh, okay. Oh, that's not the word I've written there. An early exchange sees Ray Rougeau escape out the back door. Yes, always out the back door. <laughs> and hit an atomic drop on Brutus, <laughs> who Gorilla will continue to call Brutai. Yes, I liked his leggings. They're a bit fancy. Okay. Well, I'm glad you like something about him because let's take a moment to discuss one of the filthiest mullets of all time on beef. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. for a haircut that is never a good look, ever a good look. This is at the bad end of that. How can you? It's the shittest form of a mullet I've ever seen. Yeah, bar none. Okay, bar none. It's offend. I was offended by the hair. Honest to God, <laughs> it's. But like he went, yeah. Can we do this haircut? The boss like, yeah, sure. <laughs> it was the end of the day. Barbara was tired. Yeah, he doesn't. He just wanted to get home. But have some self-respect, man. I mean, like my oh. my hair's not great, but fuck, I'd shave it before I do that. <laughs> Jack <Yeah>. tugged, tugged. <laughs> oh, <hey. No. laughs> hello. He's got a tash as well. Jack tagged in. No, he's not. Yeah, that's Raymond. Jack <laughs> tagged in, <laughs> and the Rougeos hit a double drop kick. Young, to be honest, these these guys don't get. Um, separated either they're just actually they're just brothers in, in my notes because it's quicker yeah because Rouge right. is a bit yeah French Canadian autocorrect constantly changed that Rogers yeah <laughs> yeah. I was like no we just put brothers so for your benefit Jacques <laughs> is the one without a tash Raymond's the one with the okay. moustache after the double drop kick Valentine is now tagged in mm-hmm. the Hammer and Jacques exchange rights before another quick tag to Raymond I thought everyone loved him oh there we go my god very creative cross-body sequence here. I don't mm, really know how to describe it. There's no. a lot of drop-downs, leapfrogs, and then it kind of hit. Jack back in with a flying back elbow, and a cover gets two. Springboard cross-body misses. Hammer with two elbow drops and a body slam before tagging Brutus. Mm-hmm. Beefcake unloads with stomps. Military press by Brutus was pretty good, actually. Yeah. And Valentine jumps off from the top rope with a forearm, which was... I don't know what that double team move is supposed to no. be. I think they just winged it as they went along. Yeah, it doesn't... Because they didn't... The moves aren't... They don't have any threads that can be tied together. Um, no, they're not linkable to me. Unless, the only way you could do it, and it's a bit dangerous, is if as Hammer hits him in the back of the neck, that's when he's then pressed to the yeah. side. Whereas it's not really what happened. He just got hit in the neck, Brutus held him for a bit, moved and then dropped yeah. him. Mm. Bit awkward, but interesting. It was something different for me yeah, to see, okay. which I'll take. Um, he then actually turned it into like a backbreaker, didn't he? So he didn't really yes. repress him. It was a bit it's messy. A bit odd. Figure four leg lock by Valentine as yeah. Heenan jumps onto commentary. Oh, and now I'm really happy. No, I was not though. Why? Purely because this really hurts my brain. I'm watching a match, but you're talking about the one we've just seen. My my brain can't... If it's something I know, it's fine. But I'm trying to make notes on what I'm watching okay. here. But then all I'm also hearing is something else and so I should have effectively watched that bit twice yeah but nah not happening 
If it helps, I didn't write down anything specifically other than Bobby Heenan saying how he was uh, two for two on the night. Mm-hmm. So, and Gorilla said, well, you're not actually two for two, are you? He said, you got a win and the other one was a draw. Yes. And he said, yeah, but he couldn't escape the lock, so I'm counting that as a win. Mm-hmm. So we'll go three for three for the night. Impressed how he got up there so quickly, I'll be honest. Oh, he's puffing out his ass. Yeah. to hear him? Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. Jack reaches the ropes uh, to break the hold. Mm-hmm. Jacques then reverses out of a pile driver and tags in his brother. Ray unloads on Greg and connects with a back body drop. Yeah. Sleeper hold applied and um. Brutus tries to break it up with an axe handle but mistakenly hits Valentine. Yes. Duel. <laughs> okay, this is stupid. Yep. <laughs> Double team sees Greg get a mouthful of scrotum oh, on flying, a seated senton. I like to call that the flying crotch. The flying crotch. I had to say mouthful of scrotum, so... Um. Right, sorry, and I may have just completely interrupted you with what you said. I've just written the the, the flying clock, the front <laughs> flipping neck, the flying crotch, and then distraction, and the guy in the Canada Canada jacket does something, and I'm so confused, my brain hurts. The ref gets distracted now <laughs> after you. the mouthful of scrotum. Bravo climbs to the top and lands a big fist drop as Ray is pinning Greg. Okay. That's Dino right. then drags the hammer over. On top, and the ref makes the count of three. Yeah. Brutus looks really pissed off, and then he's left behind by the team. Sad. Very sad. And again, this is another match. The crowd are not happy with how this ended. Yes. And I see what's going on here. I see what we're doing here. Did you um, notice as well, so Brutus has been on each of the WrestleManias we've watched. He was in the tag match with the Bulldogs last Mania. He was in a one-on-one with David Sammartino, the first WrestleMania. So he's one of the ever presents that we're seeing yes. so far. All the shows he's been a heel so far. Yeah. Now we're seeing him turn. Potentially because, change. You know. Maybe we see something. Maybe later. what happens later. Maybe we see something. <laughs> right, star rating. Mm, two. Mm, three, two. Uh, uh, 2.25. 1.5. Fine. I would give it a two. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I thought it was better than some of the other stuff that we'd seen. Yes. So, on that basis alone, mm-hmm. that's that's getting a two for me. I like the brothers. Fun. Quite like them. Yeah, Raymond uh, would eventually go onto the French commentary team. Oh, really? For uh, WWE. Interesting. And the younger brother, Jacques, became a very well-known uh, early 90s character in the WWF called the Mountie. Okay. I don't think you'll have ever seen any no. of the Mounties work. You know what a Mountie is, though. I do know what a Mountie is, yes. So he's Makes literally... Sense dressed as that but in Canada legal reasons he couldn't do it so he had to go under his real name and take some other gear off yeah but in the States there's no requirement to change that name interesting we then go to a package Mm. of Adrian Adonis and Roddy Piper so it's a flower shop segment (laughs) I don't understand half of this stuff yeah so the flower (laughs) shop was one of Adrian Adonis's uh, interview spots oh okay uh, there he smacked Piper with a vase, then mm. struck him, uh, struck his knee with a chair. Mm-hmm. You then see Piper going mad afterwards. Like uh, a kid throwing a strop because he doesn't want to get dressed because he's in a t-shirt so. and pants. Very <laughs> just much always so. makes me smile. <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy Hart slaps Hot Rod on Piper's pit. Mm. Roddy lifts him by the neck but is jumped again by Adonis. Mm. It really doesn't seem like much of a feud being built here, but it's confirmed that it's a hair versus hair match. Oh, yeah. And either way, it's Roddy Piper's retirement in quotation quotation match. Also, we get the uh, WrestleMania screen for a bit longer than we like at this point, so we miss half of what is going on. 
Yes. It just comes up on the screen and I'm like, uh, okay. I forgot about that. That was just or... a bad transition. Yeah, I think. it's really bad. Because they don't try and cover anything up, I no. don't think. No, just a bit odd. But oh, Piper's, the ones I've seen, Piper's promos make me stressed. Yeah. So, the match. Uh-huh. Adrian Adonis <laughs> with Jimmy Hart. <laughs> oh. Let's can, remember the name Jimmy Hart. You can fuck off. From this moment, <laughs> shall we? As he takes on Roddy Piper in the hair mm-hmm. versus hair match. Yes. Adonis must have hoped he was losing. He looks like a female darts player trying to win a speedboat on Bullseye. Awful. So bad. So, so bad. But I'm happy. I'm happier he looks like this than he was last time I saw him. Yeah, that WrestleMania 2 match with Uncle Elmer was mm, shocking. No, awful. Piper walks to the ring nice. because he's a fucking Donny. I really liked that they let him walk out effectively if this, if this is meant to be his retirement match I thought very good nice but it was I just like the fact that it suits his character because I'm not going in a yeah. motorised ring anyway so yeah, yeah. fair then we hear uh, Jesse say we'll either see uh, Bald Scott or Humpty Dumpty <laughs> oh yes on commentary yes. I was like no we saw Humpty Dumpty he mm-hmm. crushed a midget earlier that was uh, pretty much what happened there yeah. Yeah. this uh this line broke me for about five minutes, I'll be Ooh, honest. Hearing Humpty it? Dumpty, yeah. so I was like, just Did you don't have to take cough. a little break? Don't cough. I had to pause and was just like, <laughs> don't cough. Don't cough. A wild exchange of right hands between the two, and I realised in 1987, public nudity must have been okay, as Adrian's tits fly in every oh. which direction. Honestly. Hot Rod whips with a belt, but no so, DQ. Thank you. I'm so glad you mentioned this. Was this okay because it was a hair versus nope. hair match or just because uh, who gives a fuck? Because they did it and the ref was like, oh, I can't disqualify you because that's not the end of the match. No. Okay, so it wasn't right. No. Okay. I was so confused. So the ref just... The, but basically, you know, if you're the ref in that situation, I think it might have been Dave Hebner, you would be... I'd be annoyed going because I'm blatantly watching you do this. I know that I can't end it here now, mm-hmm. but you've made me look a twat mm-hmm. because I can't... My hands are tied. Mm-hmm. I think that's really bad. Like, now the referees have the directive to, if it happens, you have to call it. Yeah. And then we'll deal with the fallout afterwards. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. It's when you see... Because otherwise it makes one, a bit of a mockery. Two. Like... Oh, my God. Oh, they've kicked out. Well, yeah. yeah, because you didn't put your hand down. Yeah. Annoys me. Uh, Jimmy Hart, second mention of the night. Keep the tallies going on this man. <sighs> He's choked with the belt, uh, but Adonis strikes Piper from behind. Mm-hmm. Adonis now with the belt, and he lights up Piper. Yes. Hot Rod is getting great fan reaction here. Like So good. Electric. Yes. Really, really good. Reversal on a whip by Piper sends Adonis over the turnbuckles. Mm-hmm. Great athleticism by the big man. Actually, I don't care what you say. It actually was. No, I agree. This is what I was trying to convey to you last time. I was like, There's he could, always something. He could yeah. move around the ring. like Against Uncle Elmer, that was just unfortunate. Yeah. But yeah. he can do it. As Hot Rod drags Adrian back in the ring, Hart is pulled in too because he was holding onto his hand from the outside, mm-hmm. so he gets dragged in with momentum. And we see a double noggin knocker, yeah. which is one of my favourite, <laughs> again, from uh, the Gorilla Monsoon era. Piper whips Hart into Adonis, and they both go sailing to the floor. Yes. Fun spot, and again, great by Adonis. Yeah. Because he had to catch Hart, go over the back, uh-huh. not kill Hart, and yeah, land on the floor. And it was perfect. Hot Rod throws a flurry of big punches in the corner, which looked a thousand times more believable than the shit show that was against Mr. T at the WrestleMania before. Yes. Why the fuck Jimmy Hart climbs the turnbuckles, oh. only God and himself will know. No. But he gets launched onto Adonis. Fine. And again, Adonis... I was okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> but 
I don't. Like, what's heart, he trying to achieve by going bumps in this match than Piper did. Yeah. But when like all the other bits, I understood. Yeah. Why are you climbing the turnbuckles? Yeah, There's no. never a time when a manager, especially no. a manager who's a non-combatant manager. I also feel like I could catch him. Yeah. I Do mean, you know what I mean? Like he's a waif. Yeah, I've had more difficulty catching colds than I've catching him. <laughs> oh, he features... I'm glad you mentioned the waif comment because there's a moment later on in the show which he involves in and uh-huh. I've got some comments on that as well. Uh, so, after he's been thrown, he gets launched onto Adonis. Hart then trips Piper up shortly mm. thereafter. Clothesline by the big man on Hot Rod, but Piper pokes in the eyes. I love yeah. a Piper where he kind of just goes... Yeah, like, it's very deliberate and subtle. <laughs> the only person who's done that recently, and it annoys me because I like the move, but they mm. don't do anything for me. Is Randy Orton? I've seen him do that. Okay, um, but hot rod for me. Mm. Pokes to the eyes to the floor, and hot rod goes face first into the timekeeper's table. Oh yeah, mm. cheap shot by Hart on the floor. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, and Piper beckons Adonis to bring it on. Hart again involved as he sprays Piper in the eyes eventually. Honestly. Good night, Irene. Locked in on Piper. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for where, where that was coming. <laughs> in a very dumb move. Mm-hmm. Very dumb move. Adonis releases the hold before Piper's arm falls for a third time. Of course. Holly, if you will. Asleep. Asleep. Away. Yes. <laughs> or is he? Well. Because when he releases the hold. Well. As Hart and Adonis prematurely celebrate, Brutus mm-hmm. appears and revives Piper, Doesn't who twats he? Jimmy Hart. Good. Adonis swings shears at Hot Rod in attempted murder, but then bashes <laughs> them off himself after hitting the ropes. You're holding <laughs> blades, mate. Sleeper by Piper and Adonis passes out. Clearly mm-hmm. doesn't, because he's just blown out his head. But also, he's just being jiggled around yeah. here. It's literally like... Just ragdolling around. There's no yeah. hold. It's just, yeah. I'm just going to jiggle you from side to side. Oh dear. Oh, honestly. Brutus then shaves Adonis's head because Adonis this has passed out. It's the slowest thing I've ever seen in my life. And this, Holly, is how Brutus Beefcake became yes. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Oh, okay. That makes sense then. So that's why he then started coming out with the shears, mm-hmm. doing the cutting people. I mean, the clippers do fuck all. Like, they should have got him some better graded ones. Honestly, awful. And then they went, fuck this, and gave him some proper scissors. Yep. I was like, you just give him them in the first place. I like the fact that someone's just stood there with scissors, oh, ready yeah. for this. Um, wish Brutus clipped his own hair too. Mm-hmm. Adonis goes and punches a mirror. That's dangerous. Yeah. Also, seven years bad luck. That is that is not something I would ever be doing. To be fair, in seven years, I'm pretty sure he was dead. Oh. Um, fan then jumps into the ring. Oh, that's when that is, yes. Hugs Piper and then gets sworn by security. I did think Piper it was a did well. chaotic. Because Piper's like, seeing his face like, am I in danger? Uh-huh. Like, the first look across him is like, what's going on? Yeah. Here? And then he goes, oh, yeah, shake my hand. And then you see it zooms out and then boom, the mm-hmm. security team hit the kid. What would you give this match as a star uh, rating? I understand it, what it's got here, but I don't agree with it. I don't know. I want to give it a, a higher rating than the one before, even though... No, it was a better match, I think. Oh, I just really struggle to go over two and a half here, but that's because I'm prejudging it by what I would give today's. So I'll, to, I'll yeah. give it a three, I think. Three Can and you, a half. Oh, that's very generous. Yeah, I think it's very generous as well. I think three's quite generous. I'd say 2.75. I just, I think also for me, the more points came from the fact that I liked it's, and again, I know why they've done this. The crowd liked the result of this match. Therefore, 
your reactions are better because all the ones before they haven't agreed with. Yep. And also, yeah, if he's gone away for a little while, love that. Nice. Give him his moment. He went off to do his acting, didn't he? And then... Yes, he did. Oh, you looked it up. Of course I did. Because I, I was... Well, no, I didn't look much up because they obviously say, oh, it's the last time we're going to see him in the squared circle. And I sat there and I went, but I've, I've seen him. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't watching, obviously, at this point, because, you know, I think being born might have been an issue. Yeah. And I was like, no, definitely. So he didn't retire, retire. And then it said that he went off to do acting full time. And then I sat there and I went, okay, don't. I, but again, I won't have seen anything that he's been in anyway. Yeah, he did. He did quite a bit of acting, to be mm-hmm. fair. He did a few um, films for sure. Mm. He even did, uh, he cameos in an episode of Always Sunny in Philadelphia oh. as a wrestler. <laughs> I haven't got that far yet, no. as we know. Well, you're on episode two, <laughs> is it? It looks old. I can't watch but it. now this has shown that you yeah, can do maybe. it. So it's really good. Okay. Um, yeah, I think three and a half is overly That's generous on this. Generous. I think the crowd reaction probably carried it. And I, like I guess that. if Meltzer thinks that is the last time we're seeing a Piper match, yeah. maybe that factored into the decision as yes. well. Yes. <laughs> right, now we've got Monsoon, Hart, and Yuka. Mm. The sentence that comes out of Gorilla Monsoon's mouth immediately is Talk about a happening. This has been a happening. <laughs> At least it's more accurate than the first time he said (laughs) it, when the show hadn't even bloody started. True. Gorilla Monsoon, an absolute articulate finest Mm -hmm. right there. Mary says it's odd to call a grown man gorilla. She's not wrong. No. No. And he looks at her like, well, you've just killed the business. Yeah. Mary, that's the whole... (laughs) If we start unravelling everything in wrestling... I actually really liked her, because I think she does come out with some lines that I'm like, yeah. She's good at thinking on her feet as well, because she was the talk Mm -hmm. show host. Yes. So I think that was very evident in Mm -hmm. her abilities. And Bob Uecker, Mr. Baseball, as we learn later in the show, very entertaining, actually, in this environment. Really good. Out of everyone they've had so far, I... Well... Elvira, your spirit animal. Oh, no, I liked her. She was brilliant. But these two... Her especially, really enjoyed. Yeah, Ventura's then introduced to the crowd, and this is where I noticed his attire. So he'd taken off... okay. Had he taken off his... No, he hadn't taken off his um, coat and everything, had he? But I noticed something. Oh, yeah, I noticed that too. Didn't think it was odd, though. A little jewel buried in the (laughs) arsehole of his chin. How do you not think that's odd? I just thought it was a piercing, I'll be honest. I'm pretty sure he had something shoved in there. Oh, okay. Literally, oh, I've got a hole... Oh, I did see it. Yeah, I saw it, when, especially when he was on commentary. I did see it. I didn't I see just, it then. I just went with it. Just, it just it went with his whole thing. Yeah, I did. Baffling, baffling. Danny Davis. Um, oh, sorry, no. Ventura introduced to the crowd. Um, I thought they were going to make an announcement about how many people were there. Mm-hmm. They didn't. He just. But I think they were trying to make a point. I realised why with the match that follows yes. why he was actually brought down there. Yes. But also, he had been in a film. Oh, around okay. this time so looking into acting and I know you know the film oh do I have you seen the film Predator yeah ain't got time to bleed oh shit Jesse the Body Ventura oh yep oh my god mm-hmm. with Carl Weathers and everyone else in that oh my god yep. okay yeah oh. Jesse the Body Ventura wow. was a big star in that film oh. he even mentions it in commentary oh my god later on he doesn't say the film he said but he said are you looking forward to seeing me on the screen yeah yeah oh okay there you go so here we see Danny Davis, who will be making his professional debut, having been banned for life plus 10 years as a referee. Mm. So banning for life is fine. Yeah. It's like, this is the whole American legal system, isn't it? I get it, you know, when you see someone that they've killed 
let's say, ten people. Right. And then they go, you're in prison for life. Yeah. But they'll go, you've got four life sentences to serve, plus 50 years. Or just life is life. Well, it's life is, exactly. Life is life. It's but like, life not, is not life, though, in those situations, is it? Even in the UK true. prison system, life is 30 years, not actual life. True, it just seems like you're adding fanciful numbers in there that are never achie- achievable. Yeah. And also, mm. having just been battered for 10 minutes, Jimmy Hart stays out for two straight matches. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You must have been sick of the sight of this man by now. Yes. <laughs> it just gets worse. Oh, it really does. Mm-hmm. Really does. And uh, also in this interview segment, I don't know if you spotted this, mm. uh, three of the four men being interviewed are wearing sunglasses. Yeah. How are you feeling? Inside. Mm-hmm. No. Also, the way that they were standing, Jimmy Hart couldn't be seen. Just no. heard in the background. I know. Very odd. One of his better promos, actually. Uh-huh. Maybe it's when he thinks the camera's not on him, he can be more himself. Yeah, I don't know. It's a bit odd, because you kind of... It's like I imagined him to start jumping, like, up and down in the background, but... No, you just saw his, like, barnet, yeah. just about. The quaffed yes. hair. Um, so, knowing that you'd be fully annoyed, yeah. hopefully you'd be, your mood will improve as the Bulldogs and Tito make their way to the ring, and yeah. Matilda immediately goes after Jimmy. Yeah. So... Doggo's vapid. I, d- I wonder why Matilda would go after Jimmy Hart... I wonder what about the fuzzy, squeaky, sparkly prick attracted the dog in the first instance. <laughs> the fact he's probably holding dog treats as well. We, we may never know. <laughs> the Hart Foundation sent crashing into each other before the match even begins. Yeah, weird. I was actually really looking forward to this one. Because of the Bulldogs at WrestleMania 2? Yes, mm-hmm. and also the Hart Foundation. I, I could just watch those two, actually. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get rid of Tito and yeah, Danny need, Davis. Yeah, don't need that. So I think they mentioned in the story about um, mm-hmm. Danny Davis had cost both Tito and the Bulldogs the title. Yes. In various guises. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't realise, actually, Randy... Because Randy was obviously the Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania 2. Was the Intercontinental Champion at WrestleMania 3. I didn't realise there was a period there mm. where he didn't have the title. But oh. obviously Tito had it. Oh, of course. And then that's how he... Lost it, yep. right? Got by it. Yeah. bad refing. Yes. Which is why he was banned. Yeah. I was worried that the dog was going to end up staying in the ring for... Because the dog's just there. And then they start fighting and literally I'm there going, someone get the dog out. But our guy is there. He and takes the dog out. That's his Jesse job. Ventura was there. Of course. Someone needed to be Someone's there to got to take, take the dog. The Hart Foundation and Danny Davis with Jimmy Hart versus the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana with mm-hmm. Matilda. Not really, because I didn't realise she was going then. <laughs> So Davis is press slammed to the floor directly on top of the foundation immediately. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, fine. Santana yeah. unloads with Wright uh, to Brett in the corner. Brett looks to go up and over, but is face planted. Mm. Quite an interesting counter there. Yeah. This is where we see Matilda taken backstage. Yeah. And she's being carried by Jesse like she's a live bomb that could go off at any yeah, moment. Yeah, I was like, again, I was like, that's not how you carry a doggo. You've got a lead, put the dog next yeah, to you and just don't have it. to carry him at all. But no, then this is not, manly. Then they're not in the camera, you well, see. True. And um, oh, what is her name? I've forgotten it already. The lady on the mic. I love that she sits there and has to explain. Can we Can we just be aware? I'm not related to Jimmy Hart. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. Yeah. Very good. So at one point I might like to have been mm. associated with him, but definitely not, not now. now. Davy Boy and the Anvil square are off with the Bulldog getting mm-hmm. the better of it. Tito back in, but the Foundation take advantage and wail on Santana in the corner. Mm-hmm. Leapfrog by Santana and mm. Davy Boy is back in. Big back body dropped by the Bulldog on Anvil. Neidhart tags, tags Brett and body slams Davy Boy. Brett then takes flight from the second rope with oh, yeah. an elbow that misses. Of course it does. See, Brett Hart was often known as Mr. Middle Rope. 
Oh. One of his uh, key moves in his uh, sequence of doom leading to the end of a match, mm. he would stand on the middle rope and then he'd land like a forearm on okay. the head of the person lying down. Oh, so right. when I saw him go up there, I went, oh, we're about to see it. Oh, I see. He throws the elbow, I went, oh, okay. <laughs> Dynamite in and pulls Brett off the canvas by his hair. That nice. looked quite brutal. Also enjoying the Union Jack pants just of before course. we go any further. Bit of patriotism. Go on, up the boys. Hey. Hart sent Stern and first into the turnbuckles, and I love that, mm-hmm. how he sells it. When he goes chest first into that and then just comes down and he looks like yes. he has no wind in him. Yes. It was a classic Bret Hart spot that he did throughout his career, and it always looked devastating. Yeah. It really made the other person look brilliant. It also begs the question of why no one else did that. That's true, actually. Because does that mean that... Because Bret's sell of it was phenomenal, but yeah. does he also not look stupid because he's the only one that runs into it chest first? That's true, actually. And also, but logically, it would make more sense to run into yeah, it, of chest it first, because otherwise you're running and turning. Well, yeah. if you've got time to turn, you've got time to stop. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. There you go. But there's just unspoken things in wrestling of that course. you know has to happen. Clothesline and falling headbutt connect. I don't like them. They're boring. I've seen 20 of them so far. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Brett, no, no, that's fine. <laughs> Brett comes back with a series of rights in the corner. Yeah. Anvil back in and loosely puts a camel clutch, I guess, applied on the dynamite. Mm, I guess so. Also, again, I'm going to go interrupt and talk about what they're wearing. Please do. Heart Foundation, all in pink. Love it. Mm. Love it. Real men wear pink. Really good. Mm-hmm. Just, yeah, just letting you know that I really enjoy it. Yeah, and a nice contrast. Exactly. With, uh, there you go. Double team point of the elbow by the foundation. Good heat on Davis, who lands two kicks before tagging back out. Yeah. That, that was quite yeah, good. Yeah, clever. Foundation making quick tags as they continue to beat down Dynamite. Mm-hmm. Davis back in now. Two more kicks and he's back out again. It's annoying, but it works. Yeah, it really it does. It really works. Next time he tags back in, the Foundation slingshot him over the ropes, but he lands on Dynamite's knees. I enjoyed that a lot. I did. thought it was good. Yeah. Different. Tito gets the hot tag and the crowd are losing it. Yeah. Back body drop to Davis and a flying forearm connect before Santana just slugs away at him mm-hmm. like he has had money stolen from him. He yes. is beating his ass. Figure four attempted, but Anvil clotheslines him from behind. This, to me, all got very quick, very fast, and I actually had to rewind it and watch it again because I was very confused. Wow, okay. Davey Boy then gets the tag. Yeah. Clothesline to Davis, followed by a leaping tombstone. That was great. Mm-hmm. Suplex on a dead weight, Danny. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think Danny knows how to no. tighten the core to then, <laughs> said like I do, to take the suplex. Um, gets a two. Running power slam connects, mm-hmm. and then it falls apart as a brawl. It's, yeah. Of course, we. I mean, that's obviously going to happen at some point, because why would it not in a tag match? Well, this bit must have really... Uh... This got paused many a time. Mm-hmm. So Davis is then given the... Uh, Mouth of the South loudspeaker. Yeah. Davis then hits Davy Boy with it, the megaphone, makes the cover. This one is over. Stupid. But again, another match. We've had our we've had our one the crowd loved. Now we go back down and we get a result that the crowd don't want. Is this, oh, is this what are we a, building for? Is this turning into a Holly formula? No, it's not quite <laughs> No, because it's low, 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 up. Low, low, low. Mm. Yeah. In, I just I I got to this point and I thought mm, okay, this is if I was in the crowd it would annoy me, but it means that when the result is good the like the noise to me is just amplified. 
Yes, but you also run the risk of people going, oh, I don't care anymore. Yeah, true. What would you give this match out of five? Um, so I was really looking forward to this, but I, oh, I just can't be fucking bothered with the interference and just, oh, it just winds me up. But I'm still going to give it a three and a half. 2.75. Oh, okay. I would have said 2.753 yeah. is about right for this. Okay. I would have docked it down specifically because of the ending. Yeah, the ending was too, a bit, also very quick for me as well. Like, it was all over. I really want to see this, and I think that's probably why I've made it higher. But I want to see it again without all the other yeah. shit in the way. They did have some great matches mm-hmm. between the two, um, for sure, around this era. Uh, but, yeah, just the ending was just, it was a mess. Chaos. And so I would have marked it down on that, yep. personally. Yep. We now see Jean interviewing Andre and Heenan. Now, Andre looks stoic. He yeah. looks genuinely terrifying. Yeah. Like a mob boss as Heenan yeah, hypes up true. his man. The giant means business. Because mm-hmm. normally he's happy, smiling. Yeah, he's stony-faced. This year is that Heenan... Oh, sorry. <laughs> this is the year that Heenan's turn to raid Elton John's tuxedo oh, yeah. closet with mm-hmm. what that number he was wearing. Very sparkly, Bobby. Yeah. And then Gorilla comes with a very clever, unintentional... Well, no, not very clever, because he fucked it up. He tried to say uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, but he actually said Bobby the Brain Heelin. Yeah, he was Heelin. That's his job. <laughs> he sure was Gorilla. Mm. This match. Mm. <laughs> Butch Reed with Slick versus Coco Beware with Frankie. If I was allowed to drink right now... I would have drunk many times in this match. You wouldn't have had much opportunity. Honestly, though, no. I would. I fucking would have. I'd have synced my drinks. But alas. Well, leads me on to my first thing. Yeah. Holly, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on the Birdman? I don't like birds. <laughs> Frankie, just chilling at ringside. But gets a nice and gets a nice close up on camera. Oh, that gets mentioned. <laughs> it's a nice little look down the lens. After a few false starts, Reed mm. pounds away on Coco against the ropes. The Birdman dodges an attack and drop kicks Butch over the top rope to the floor. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring, and Coco connects with a big right hand off a whip. Yeah. Reed clubs Coco's head. This is parrot time. Sorry, he clubs, <laughs> hang on, he clubs Coco's head off a second whip. The camera gets close to Frankie, who comically stares right back into it. Isn't it, it hilarious? It's like a cocked head yeah. look right into the camera. And I was like, that is... I'd More rather watch that. I'd rather watch that. Okay. Mm. Say that bit again. You'd mm. rather what? Watch that. Okay. Quite honestly, the bird watch is more interesting oh. than this match. <laughs> word for word. Yes. It is dire. Uh. Thumb to the throat by Butch. Yeah. Reversal by the Birdman into a hip toss. Mm-hmm. Big left jabs and a drop kick get a two count. Mm-hmm. Small package. Oh, always. I don't care if the match is shit. I'll still smile when I hear a small package shouted over commentary. By Coco gets a two as well. Running crossbody connects by the Birdman, but Reed rolls through and holds on for the three. Mm-hmm. Slick attack. Right before we get to the rating of it, so Slick attacks Coco with his cane. Yes, that's a sentence. Yeah. Tito appears Why? and starts ripping Slick's suit. So, what is it about Tito Santana that feels like he needs to get involved with every injustice at a WrestleMania for a face? Do you remember him coming <laughs> out for Junkyard Dog? Yeah, this was why I got confused. And I was like, am I missing something here? Because we're just watching the WrestleMania. Like, we're not watching a build-up. 
And then I just sat there and I was like, no, I don't, I don't understand why he's out here again. Like, not, not only that, okay, why does this goon do this at every mania? Also, it's a long way to the ring. Are we supposed to believe that he sprinted that distance yeah. in that time to get there? Because or did he just, just hang around out? after the match? No, yeah, he's definitely just have a have a seat, have a sit a minute. Oh, I don't. I it just also wasn't needed. He no, I I didn't think so either. I mean, the match wasn't needed. The Frankie look into the camera, excellent. That's funny. I, I wonder think Frankie if this died was a recently. Drink break match. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure eyes. Frankie the bird died fairly oh, recently. Sad. Yeah, very sad. Yeah, I didn't know who any of these people were. I did a little googling, and all it told me was that. Um, is it the Birdman? Yeah. Was inducted everywhere. into Hall of Fame in 2009. That's it. That's all I've discovered. Yeah, a lot of people are saying, why is he in the Hall of Fame? No, I don't understand. Because he was basically a big character. That was it. Mm, but okay. he never really did anything. He had an interesting team with Owen Hart in the very early 90s, late 80s, called mm-hmm. High Energy. They were okay. quite good. But outside no. of that, no, not good. Okay. What would you score this match? 0.5. Correct. <laughs> really? Yeah, correct. <laughs> I, correct on both counts. Correct, that's what and they Meltzer you. gave it, and correct is what I okay. think. It was a filler, it was to me. Like it was a filler match. Rather than have an interval, like you're having this, go get your beers, go to the loo, come back. <laughs> it filled something, that's for sure. Uh-huh. We now see a Savage and Steamboat package. Don't we just? So you heard the monologue that yes. I sent to you. The only other match that I referenced, apart from the main event in it. Yes. Is this match? Mm-hmm. So you must have had some sort of anticipation or expectation of how this was going to land. Yeah, I'll be honest, I was quite looking forward to seeing it. Yeah, having seen them briefly, I suppose. Okay. In other situs and crowd reactions to them both. Yeah. In the package, we see Randy uh, crush Steamboat's throat on the mm-hmm. guardrail, and then with a ring bell. A porno doctor then says he's amazed at the dragon's power I'm of recuperation. So glad you said that. So glad because I he's was not just like, under there. there's nothing underneath. He's got jacket. a gold chain. He's got to film his porno after he's done yeah, that he's, package. Yeah, he was using his thermometer <laughs> to test this woman's uh, like the old-fashioned way of doing yeah. things. Yeah. <sighs> Savage says he'll retire the dragon, mm-hmm. and he is the lord and the master of the ring. Of course, in his technicolor drink coat. Indeed, very much so. So Randy Savage, having sent Elizabeth to the Isle about an hour and a half ago, now actually comes out to the ring. Mm. For the match, so Randy Savage with Elizabeth versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat mm-hmm. for the Intercontinental title. Yeah. Pomp and circumstance is so befitting for the Macho Man. That song. It's yeah. great. It so works for the character. Brilliant, brilliant stuff. With Savage now in the ring, we know mm-hmm. the, the deal here. We're going to see... Now we go back to... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ricky actually cuts a very good and intense promo for the standard of what he normally does. Yeah. Until... I got well confused at the end when he's cut off by his own music. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> I'd, I'd be honest, I've written that sentence and went, oh, they've cut him off. Yeah. I went, we'll leave that. Yeah. I see George the Animal Steel, and I'm reminded of how much WrestleMania 2 annoyed me. Uh, yeah, oh, he's so hairy. He's oh. very hissute. So, so in the build-up as well, it was the whole, was not that the quotation marks coming, kidnap of Elizabeth. He was rescuing yeah. Elizabeth because oh, he actually he cared doing? for her. Yes, and there's a, there's someone in commentary that says, isn't it, oh, at least someone that'll actually like, look after her or something. Yeah. She doesn't like, get a Ooh. choice still. Yeah, she's not allowed to say nothing. No, she, she has just no has choice. to go with it. Which, like, would you like to be um, berated on the daily or mm-hmm. would you like to be put in with an equivalent of a chimp? Honestly. If they're your choices, yeah. I don't know. don't know what that says about you. Now, here we go. Yes. This is the match. Lock up and push off. Ooh, sorry. 
Sorry. This deserves this deserves clean audio. Do you know what? No. But I will start again. Sorry. It's all right. Lock up and push off. Second attempt and Dragon throws Savage off. Macho Man jumps to the outside and uh, basically directs Elizabeth away from the animal. I thought that was quite good because she oh, was veering yeah. too near to oh, where he that was. that what that was? Because in commentary they just say, oh, she she was standing in the wrong place. And I was like, yeah. what was too, she? But too that's, close okay, to the that's animal. what they're applying. Back in and Dragon ducks a back elbow and hits two beautiful deep arm drags. Mm-hmm. Steamboat grabs Savage by the neck and powers him off the canvas, throwing him to the floor. The Dragon chases, but is... Or, or go straight. Sorry, what? The dragon chases, but is caught. Oh, sorry. There you go. The dragon chases, but is caught by Savage back in the ring. Clothesline follows. Yeah. The ref forces Randy off him in the corner, and uh, the following charge is avoided. Steamboat begins working over Savage's arm before Macho Man catches him with an elbow. Dragon is thrown to the floor. Savage kicks Steamboat and prevents him returning. As much as the ma- I enjoy the match, mm-hmm. there's a lot of going to the outside. Oh, isn't there? Isn't there just? Savage elbows the throat and kicks him off the apron. He then drags Dragon over and back in. Mm-hmm. Knee to the throat gets a two. Steamboat reverses Savage and sends him face first into the buckles. Savage gets tied up in the ropes and unloads. Gets to... Savage gets tied up in... What? in the ropes and unloads. Or gets unloaded on, I should say. Yeah. Running crossbody then gets a two. Yes. A couple of very quick falls between both men. Mm. Running knee by Macho Man to the back, and he sends the dragon over the ropes. Yeah, I don't like that. What, the over the ropes from the knee? Yeah. Okay, explain. No, it's just I just one of those moves that makes me go, mm. Okay. I just, yeah, just a personal preference. The skin the cat then fails as Ricky goes to do yeah. it, and Savage goes, I'm not having this. Yes. Wipes him out. On the floor, Savage hits a second running knee and Steamboat sails over the table and into the crowd. Absolutely flying. Very good. I like that. Very good. It was like he was being uh, a drink that was served in a bar. Yes, in, that uh, slid, yes, slid, slid straight along across. the bar. Yeah, really good. The animal then helps Dragon into the ring, but Savage throws him right back out on the opposite yeah. side. I didn't mind that, actually. Yeah, I don't mind it. I'm just like, at this point, the ring might as well not be there. From the top rope to the floor, double axe handled by Macho Man. Mm. Second time connects in the ring. Great guillotine over the top rope by Savage gets two, as does an atomic drop. Suplex gets the same result. Dragon fires back but gets poked in the eyes. Gut wrench suplex gets two. Dragon slips out the back door. (laughs) Big back body drop sends Savage to the floor. Mm -hmm. Up top and a single axe handled by the dragon. The ref counts three and the fans are going nuts, but Savage had got his foot on the ropes. Yes. So the fans thought this was over. Yes. And the whole time this match is going on, the crowd yes. are intense. Really good. Really good atmosphere. Really good. A double chop gets two. Mm-hmm. Savage's karate chop to the floor. They call it karate chop. There's no mm. chops in karate. No. But, well, I guess... Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. Back in and Sunset Flip from the Dragon eventually gets a two. Yeah, and it's like... So it's a Sunset Flip. And then I don't know how you describe that. But it's like I've got like an inner thigh slap around the face to break up the pin. I Brilliant. I don't know what you would call that. But so, it's, again, it's not the one time they do it. Yeah, but it's just smacking like a, the knees yeah. against the head, basically. Yeah, that's probably more. Yeah. A roll up gets two. Mm-hmm. Jackknife pin gets two. Small package gets hey. two. Body pin, slam. Pin, pin. Slingshot to the post gets two. Yeah. Dragon mm-hmm. sent shoulder first into the ring post. Mm-hmm. Then a ref bump on a whip. Oh, of course. Clothesline to Steamboat, he goes down. 
Savage hits the elbow drop, but the ref is out. There's no one there. No one's there? No one there. Macho gets the bell, but still takes it off him. Boots the head for the animal for his troubles. Of course. Up top and Savage is shoved by Steel nice. and nearly lands on the ref. That's very that good. That was very good. Very yes. good. Savage nearly does land on the ref though. So that really, was, yeah, really did. That was a readjustment last minute. Savage then picks Steamboat up for the body slam, mm-hmm. but the dragon reverses into a small package yep. and we see a new intercontinental champion. One, two, three. And, I mean, the crowd were already riotous, but again, this goes with my theory of um, crowd don't like the result. Crowd don't like the result. Hey, they love this one. Yep. They, I mean, I think they would have been entertained by this regardless. But for me, it sounded more... Oh, what is the word? Relief. Impactful. Yeah. Because they'd been unhappy about previous ones that now they're finally getting one they want. Makes sense. Lovely. Yeah, I think it's a good, good way to construct a show as well if yeah. you're going to have so many shitty finishes. Yeah. So knowing that I'd kind of teed up this match for you a little bit, knowing yeah. that it was... I didn't say anything beyond the fact of what you no, made you in the monologue. So no. I said it's a good match and considered by men yeah. to be one of the best. What was your takeaway? Because I know you're, normally if you're built up on something, you yeah. tend to go, oh, actually. No, I actually really enjoyed it. Yep. I mean, there were parts of it that I'd rather didn't happen, but that's just not necessarily this match. That's every match I ever watch. In and out of the ring more times than the hokey-cokey yep. is a bit annoying, but that's just a personal preference. A little known fact that the wrestling ring was involved in the hokey-cokey, yeah? That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Um, but actually, as a whole, I really liked it, and I think also... Again, very similar to the other match. The crowd participation really impacts it for me. Because mm-hmm. if I'm watching a match that I really enjoy, but the crowd is dead, it proper does like Bring you change down. the impact. Because you feel like a fool for liking yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. I, I sit like there and I go, why do I like this and other people will hate it? So importantly, what would you score it? Um, oh, is this my favourite so far? Yeah, I'd probably give it a... Oh, is that... This is very generous. Four. 4.5. Really? For the time, this was a very good match and a oh, lot yeah, of people so. thought it should have been a five. Yeah. I actually agree with Dave. Yeah. Because if they took out a couple of the outside bits, yes. which I feel like it didn't need, other than the slide over the... Oh, I love the table. Into the table the, slide and then Savage throwing him out the other side. Yes. Even Savage moving Elizabeth, fine. Yeah. But the rest of it, I was like... It, it's not nece- it wasn't necessary. Yeah, it detracted more than it added. Mm-hmm. So I think four and a half is actually a perfectly good score for this. Yeah. Now, as I mentioned, it's widely considered to be, certainly up to this point, the best WrestleMania match of all time. Yeah, fine. A lot of people would still argue it is. Okay. There's one that we see that I think eclipses it at mm. WrestleMania 13. So when we get okay. there, we'll, we'll have that. But interestingly... When Ricky the Dragon Steamboat is interviewed about this match, mm. he likes it. He mm. thinks it's a good match, but he doesn't rate it nearly as highly as everyone else does. Okay. Now, there's a story behind this. Modest. So when they were discussing the match beforehand, so obviously the wrestlers get together, discuss what right. they're going to do out there. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of it is winged. It was a different era. So it wasn't okay. in the scripted WWE era. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much that's still in place now. But they kind of were given allowances to do what they wanted as long as they stuck to the start time frame and whatever finish had been okay. agreed. Ricky was a very good in-ring performer and he was used to working off the fly. So a lot of his early work was done in NWA mm. where he'd work with the likes of Ric Flair. Yeah. Ric Flair is very much of the same mould, work off the fly. Randy Savage, for as mm. good of a wrestler as he was, and he was phenomenal, he wrote down the match, 
basically the way that I just done it there. Oh, like point by point. Point by point. We're going to do this. We're going to learn gonna the script. Like choreographed. Choreographed the okay. whole thing. So whilst oh. it works well, it, mm-hmm. the presentation speaks for itself. Ricky says that's why I can't hold it in as high regard because that's not his. We that's speciality, not, I guess. Exactly. Mm-hmm. We, he was used. So he rated a match that he had with Ric Flair over the world title back in uh, NWA, okay. Jim Crockett era, as being a much better match than this. For that very reason, he didn't like how heavily scripted mm-hmm. it was. So it was, whilst he says, "Yeah, no, it's thank you," and it was a yeah. good match, to him it wasn't on the level of some of his others okay. because of that reason. I do wonder if when the when the matches are caught, like you said, like choreographed point for point like that, how different they would would never know, but how different it would be if it wasn't. The issue that that presents is that if everyone remembers exactly what they're supposed to do, mm-hmm. great. As soon as a step's missed, yeah. you've thrown off the whole thing. Yes. Well, even from... So I only know choreography from obviously a dancing point of view. And sometimes, yeah, like you just lose track of... You forget one part and then you're like, hold up. I don't, now I've forgotten that. I have lost track of everything else that is meant to follow. We, I mean, we've watched matches before where you can see where that one point is gone. Yep. And then that's when people start shouting and go, now, do it now, until the other person goes, oh, this is where we are. Yep. So, I don't know, just be interesting for a i think it hurts even like new performers Mm -hmm. because as a wrestler you'd want to be able to adapt and think on your feet Mm -hmm. so if you're then solely reliant upon play by play blow by blow yeah you get into bad habits Mm -hmm. and i feel like that is something they certainly need to step away from because if at the end of the day not being funny if you're you know top at your craft i should be able to say right you two have a match now the end result by the way i want you to get 10 minutes i want you to win by pin the rest you decide go if yeah. you can't do that, there's yeah. a fundamental flaw with how mm-hmm. you've been brought up and trained. Personally, yeah. I'm obviously I'm speaking from a yeah, person who's never sure. done it myself. Yeah, of course. But logically, when you think about it, and I'm sure a lot yeah. of people probably agree with that aspect. And I thought it was very interesting because I remember when I saw Ricky being interviewed on it, and he said that I was surprised, and I was like, oh, yeah. And I kind of and you do kind of look at the match a bit differently, knowing that yeah, it true. was he wasn't um, kind of allowed to do what he would do both men look great in it yeah. everything that was done was absolutely fine yes. so i guess all's well that ends well yeah. but yeah interesting. interesting standpoint that is interesting we get then one of the iconic images so as steamboat is being taken away on the motorized ring mm-hmm. he's got his arm around um the animal and he's got the title up and he's nodding his head that for a while was used oh, in a lot it? of retrospectives Not on the intercontinental that. title oh, okay so when they're saying look at the history of this they'll show him oh, nodding, I taking the... yeah i've probably seen it but just not <laughs> Like soaked it in, if you know what I mean. I'm hoping we'll see it on like because they would have shown it quite heavenly, 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 heavily in the early to mid noughties. Oh, okay. So I'm sure I'll see it at some point. Yeah, go, when they're talking about the history, just of like the when we watched the one the other day, and I was like, I know that guy, the Atlas guy, Tony Atlas. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure things like that will start to happen for me now. Yep. Well, that's the benefit of like doing mm-hmm. this show in general. You get to kind of experience things that you otherwise wouldn't have. Yeah. And you will find things that you like, Lord Alfred Hayes. Oh, I said I'm that so sad. You, I miss him. Yeah, but if I said his name to you like a year ago, you go, "What?" Yeah, but yeah. now he's like an icon. Yeah, he is. An icon it's my favorite, favorite guy. Oh, yeah, I don't know if, <laughs> when we'll see him again. To be fair, oh, we can. To be fair, there are shows on uh, the network which is like released in like the eighties, which he will be all over. <laughs> so we could do that. Yeah. Now we go to Mean Gene interviewing Jake Roberts and Alice Cooper. Okay, Alice Cooper looking like that aunt who is going through a heavy metal phase. Oh my god, that's so funny. We see Honky Talk Man attack Jake on the set of the Snake Pit, and Jake actually kind of lands a little bit on the Python, which again, mm. I, feel, I shouldn't be feeling bad for snakes because I don't like them. No, but I felt no. bad for Damien again. Mm-hmm. 
not the worst I felt for a snake on the show, I must say. Okay. Jake says he'll get revenge. Honky Talk Man talks so much he gets cut off mid-promo. Yes. Fine. Yeah. In the ring. Okay. Jake Roberts with Alice Cooper versus the Honky Talk Man with Jimmy Hart. He's here again. Honestly, I'm so bored of this guy. First line I've got here. This feels like the 12th time I've seen Jimmy Hart on this show. Mm-hmm. With Honky still on the apron, Jake attacks him from behind. Hit toss into the ring. Fine mm. with that? Because Jake Roberts is, you know, even though he's a baby face in this match, yeah. you got he got jumped by uh, Honky Talk Man. I'm going to return the favour. Bell hasn't started. I don't care. Yeah, Let's absolutely. Go. That, uh, my first comment, though, ooh, that bag looks very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> the snake bag. <laughs> you knew there was a snake in there. Though. Obviously. Yeah, okay. But you know when you're just like, I mean, I don't like it anyway. I know we've briefly talked about this before, but I was just like, oh, it looks heavy. I'm not here for it. Right, heavy I don't bag. want it. <laughs> Brilliant. Series of punches to the Honky Talk Man and a big knee lift follows. Uh, Honky scrambles out of the ring and removes his jumpsuit, finally. Yes, well, he gets, gets help getting undressed. That's like how I try and take off um, skinny jeans. <laughs> well I've offered many times to help yeah. you with that but you've never taken me up on it Jake helps him in this endeavour yeah. and throws him back into the ring mm. Honky goes straight out the other side again much like the Randy thing didn't mind it yeah no I didn't mind it I um, I did do a little googling before this but I actually can save it till the end just letting you know I've got some got some googling in my back pocket what on Honky Talk Man a little yeah. about who he's related to by yeah. any chance yeah the king yeah Cousin. Yeah. Interesting, that. Yeah. Um, and then I went on to... Where are we? Um, Wikipedia. Wikipedia, yeah. That's where I get most of my information from, because I kind of hope that's the most factual, as opposed to all the other gossip rags that I read. And it said about Honky Talk Man, because I don't know much about him at all, apart from, apart from the fact that he looks like Elvis, yep. intentionally. Um and it's been written about him that he's one of the greatest villains to ever grace a professional wrestling ring, apparently. Is that what Wikipedia said? Yeah. No. <laughs> I'd, I'll be honest, I didn't know if I agreed with it or not, because I don't know him. He's a, he's a so good heel. I thought heel. I'd say it and see where you go. And then, I don't know if this is about him. It must be. Um, held the record for the longest reigning intercontinental champ at 453 days until Gunther knocked him off. Correct. Lovely. I'm very glad that that was correct. Yeah, he was. Um, he held it for a long time. He was dethroned by the Ultimate Warrior at a oh, SummerSlam. Okay. And he used to come out and have like a honkometer, which would see how long he'd that. been the champion for. Oh, okay. And when Santino Morella was the Intercontinental Champion, yeah. he introduced his own honkometer because they he yeah. was trying to yeah. go and break the record. And I believe it was at a Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday. Ooh, okay. They had a vote, uh, fan voted match um, where. Honky Talk Man was one of the opponents that could go off against Santino Morella. Oh. And he just about won the vote. So Santino had a match with Honky Talk Man oh. at like a, like I said, Cyber yeah. Sunday or whatever the show was uh, for the IC title. That's hilarious. So it's a theme that's gone for a while. Okay. And I think it was important that WWE gave a different person the Intercontinental yeah. title for that long because Honky Talk Man was fine, great in his era, yeah. but it does, it's not one that ages well and it sounds a bit stupid, doesn't it, in hindsight? Well, yeah. So, and Gunter was a very very valid and worthwhile person to, to break yeah, that record. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, yeah, my next comment is just about what they're wearing. Go just for it. saying I really like, once he finally gets his Elvis suit on, I actually really liked his gear. Yeah. Really nice. Nice his contrast between the two of them. Yeah, with guitars on it. Yeah. I like it. Here for it. 
Roberts body slams him on the mat. Mm-hmm. Back in the ring now, and Honky gets the knee up on a corner charge. Yes. Kicks to the ribs by Honky, but Roberts fires back and hits a short arm clothesline. So a short arm clothesline is where you're holding the other arm and you pull the guy towards you. Yes. And hit them. We see Damien moving in the bag. Oh, I don't like that. I do not like that whatsoever. And Roberts looks for the DDT, but Honky rolls out. Mm-hmm. Now, this, I think, is a worthwhile point noting about Jake Roberts. So, okay. I mentioned before to you how he was the creator and the master of the DDT. Yes. That move now is hit all over the place, doesn't mm-hmm. it? And it never ends a match, really. No. Jake Roberts protected his move so well mm. when he was an, in-ring, an active in-ring performer that if he wasn't going to win a match, he never hit the DDT. Really? He only hit the DDT if he was winning that match. Oh, I see. Which is oh, brilliant. Oh, now you've told me that. Any match I see when he there, hits it. Okay, let's say there might be exceptions out there. Okay. But I believe yeah. that is the case. Okay. And so I think that's brilliant. Fair enough. Because yeah. it's called a finish. It's supposed to finish. Well, yeah. Uh, now, it's, it's a different age of wrestling. You see like yeah. 14 kickouts from F5s and Superman punches, etc., etc. But I think that's a brilliant way to protect the move. Mm-hmm. And I think Jake Roberts deserves credit for that again. Yeah, absolutely. On the floor, Honky sends Jake into the post and he crashes into the guardrail. Yep. Alice Cooper, all five pounds of him, helps Roberts <laughs> up as Honky shakes, rattles and rolls in the ring. Doesn't he? Big Knee sends Roberts back to the floor. Cooper helps once more. Crowd chant for Jake... As yeah. he is body slammed back into the ring, mm-hmm. or but back in the ring, not back into the ring. Second rope forearm connects from Honky. Roberts is taking strikes and misses wildly with one of his own. Jake backdrops Honky, who is looking for the shake, rattle, and roll neck breaker. I, at this point, they've mentioned it so many times. That I just want to see it. Yeah, I mean, it's just a swinging neck breaker. <laughs> uh, we did see it, really. Don Morocco hit yeah, one at the beginning of the show. True. Honky from the second perch, right nails right hand. Oh, sorry, Nail's right hand, so the one, two... Yes. That's not really a heel spot to do, no. so... Odd, but it gives Jake the opportunity to hit reverse atomic drop. Of course. And the crowd, I don't know if you heard what they were chanting. Um, no, go for it. D-D-T. Oh, yeah. Roberts fires back, and Honky begs off on his knees with a bag just behind him. Another back body drop. Honky seesaws between the ropes. I quite like that. From right hands, I knew you would. That's Jake right up my street, that is. Jake wants the DDT, but Hart grabs his ankle. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Honky capitalises and puts his feet on the ropes. Mm-hmm. Just basically takes him... Well, he doesn't put his feet on the ropes, actually, does he? He kind of tackles him down, mm-hmm. pins him, and holds the top rope. I don't know how yes. holding the top rope gives you leverage. Yeah, I don't know, because even pulling it down... That rope's just going to... The rope's you actually back, pulling, like, you, pulling away. you away. But the only thing I can think of is that if Jake did try and kick off, because he's holding the ropes, he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I, so, don't, I don't know. So logically it didn't make much sense, but that's enough. And uh, Honky Talk Man gets the win over Jake. Of course he does, because the crowd don't want that. Yep. The crowd do not want that. But that's not it. No, it's not. Very much not. So Roberts nearly takes Honky's head off with a missed guitar shot. That yes. might have killed him. Yes. Alice Cooper and then Jimmy Hart. Looking like two meth heads oh. about to fight over a score. This was awful. Funny. Funny, but awful. Just these two... Waifs. S- spindly little bastards. A, bl- a blast of, you know, wind in there. They're both blown away. Yeah. I reckon I could pick Alice Cooper up by the crotch like that <laughs> without even thinking about it. Why I've gone for the crotch, yeah, I, don't know. I don't know. We've got more That's questions to ask. <laughs> That's a me thing. But there's just nothing of the man. Mm-hmm. Even the commentator said, oh, it looks like he's been spending time in the gym. 
<laughs> like, not really. Yeah. Well, not even when yeah. he picks up the bag. He really fucking struggles to pick up that bag. That snake weighs more than him. Yes, I'd be willing to bet for that. sure. Um, so yeah, they lift the bag. Alice Cooper's taunting Jimmy Hart with the well, snake the whole time. Yeah, and then Jake goes, "That's not how you fucking do it." Exactly. You Grabs see him snake, grab it and throws the launches snake, it at him. And then no, the snake's kind of upside down, then writes mm-hmm. itself on the mat. Mm-hmm. And then this is another bit where I felt sad for the snake, is as he's being... I think the snake's been fucking medicated on something mad okay, here. It must be. Because as the snake's been carried out, he's, like, being held... Like, normally you see them with their head upright, don't mm-hmm. you? Jake's holding him with his head like that, and the snake's just like... And it almost looks like he's got blood there. I could be wrong. Might be seeing things. Oh, I things, don't know. But I just remember thinking, that is not right. No. No, it's a bit odd. And um, I did a little age check as well. Just because, you know, why not? Honky Tonk Man was 34 here. It's half paper round. 34. Tough paper round Jake for your boy. Jake the Snake, 32. Oh, my God. And I was just like, I, I, right, I work in maths, as you know. Uh, am I good at it? Probably not. Did I use a calculator? Absolutely, yes. And I had to do this three times because I was like, why does everyone look so old in their 30s? What? Well, you've got some real young whippersnappers on here. Like, on this show, Hogan's 33. Yeah, but they all look like they're in their 50s. King Kong Bundy's 30? Looks like they're in their 50s. <laughs> like, it's really confusing. And I know it's back in the day, do you know what I mean? Like, it's, people in 30 years will look at us at 30 and go, fuck me, look at them. But Do you know how old Andre was? Oh, I don't even know. 40. 40? Okay. Believable. That's fine. Not mad at that. These fuckers that are in their thirties. That if I think it's the hair, the, like everything of that era, just ages people. But we were surprised with Triple H and Undertaker. Oh, for sure. And that for was more, sure. far more recent. That's well, not so much Triple H. It's the, the Undertaker was the one that was. Yeah, that was upsetting. Boggling. We now see Howard Finkel introduce Mean Gene. Yes. Mean Gene lies and gives the number that WWE still stick to for this I day. I see. Yes. Yeah, like so adding, there's the record's been broken last they've by added like fourteen DC or something and then Yeah. Oh. Fourteen thousand people extra they claimed were there. Oh dear. Co main event time. Yes. And we get one of our staples of oh. WrestleMania watching. Of course we do. Although I'd paused by this point, I had to take a little breather and I was like, Oh, it's only forty minutes left and we've got two apparently big matches to come here. No. Two matches. <laughs> You never, like, apparently, like... I thought that with three matches to go, mm-hmm. I still had, like, an hour and 15 left, and I was going, I don't know how they're going to yeah. drag this I'm out. so used to... Yeah, I don't know, but anyway. It's it's interesting, actually, because, like I said, I've seen the show a few times, and even going into this part of the match, I was like, how... Or show, sorry. Yeah. How are they... How? Yes. How? And they do, yeah, to be fair, just about. Do. So, the uh, penultimate match of the night... Yes. ...is the Iron Sheik and yes. Nikolai Volkov mm-hmm. with Slick... Versus the Killer Bees. Honestly, I love them. I know you do. <laughs> They're so good, but not like I don't know who they are. The minute they were announced as the Killer Bees and they had them pants on, I'm in for it. That's fine. Brian Blair and uh, Jumping Jim Brunzel. No, I mean I did look at look them up to see if I could find out any stuff on them, but um, no, so much so that when I refer to them in com- commentary, it's a picture of a bee. Rather than oh, their name. Oh, wow. She just showed me her phone and <laughs> she's literally just got bees there. <laughs> Fortunately, I know to distinguish between the two. So I don't. B. Brian Blair is the one with the tash. Okay. Jumping Jim Brunzel is the one that looks like a bitch. Okay. Just the really no happy, tash. goofy. Yeah. 
Uh, if I paid more attention, I'd be able to go Tash, no Tash. But also, there's so much going on. We're not playing a game of Guess Who here. Uh, <laughs> do they wear a beret? <laughs> Have they got glasses? Sunglasses. <laughs> So Slick still looking torn up as shit. Yeah. Clearly didn't have a spare pair of threads for the no. night. <laughs> Why would you not get changed? Maybe because, right, I thought this at the time. Yeah. I was like, oh, why didn't he get changed? I thought, well, it's not a time issue. He could have got changed. Yeah. And then Four I was like, oh, over. actually, maybe he thought he was going to get the shit kicked out of him again. He didn't want to lose another suit. So he thought, I'll come out in the <laughs> yeah. same gear. What's the point? Yeah. No, exactly. And then I was like, yeah. Fair okay. enough. It's like when you do some form of like physical activity and you're like, oh, I need to have a shower. You're like, oh, I'm doing that later. There's no point doing that yet because I'm going to get sweaty again. I do this. <laughs> yes. I know, I'm like, oh, I need, to do, I need to do my weights and stuff. Now I'll go, oh, but I'll have a shower this morning. No, 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 no. Yeah. Weights yeah. and then shower later yeah. for sure. Volkov uh, sings mm. and uh, here we see Haxwell Jim Duggan come sprinting down to clear house with his two by four. Yeah. Yeah. You know who Haxel Jim Duggan is, don't you? I do, but... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to carry on without me. It's fine. Okay, fine. <laughs> the bell rings and the hills blindside the bees. Yeah. Corner whips reverse and now the bees offload in the corners themselves. The hills do a do-si-do um, oh, yeah. off another whip, but the bees stay in control. Because that's logical. Yeah. Volkov is hit to the floor. By the way, don't you just think he's got a lovely uh, timbre in his voice for the national anthem? Oh, of course. Just the floor. Yeah, (laughs) brilliant. Atomic drop by Blair to Sheik sees him walk into a bell ringer. I put because it's like you clap behind their head, but you're yes. I didn't know how to. It's like the leg thing, isn't it? Yeah, it's like slapping your arms together. Yeah, so I called it a bell ringer. Yeah, by Brunzel. Odd move that. Double combo. Sorry, double combo. I'm ordering a burger here. Double back elbows to Sheiky as Brunzel is the legal man. Quick tags by the bees mm. and they hit a double hip toss. Nice. Quick tags continue as they work over the Sheik's arm. Beautiful drop kick by Blair um, on Volkov who interferes. Heels now in charge and a kitchen sink by Volkov slows Brunzel. <laughs> Knee to the stomach. Kitchen, kitchen sink. sink. Yeah. Shoulder tackle by Sheik gets two. Brunzel leaps into a bear hug. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Because bear hug is a a theme for Mm -hmm. later on in the night. Brunzel leaps into a bear hug, but does manage to smack his way free. Uh, As in, not the drugs. Sheik back in, and a gut wrench suplex gets two. Nice, like that. Yep. Showing his amateur pedigree. Absolutely. Not Triple H's finisher either, just to be clear. Standard suplex gets two as well. Again, nice. Yep. Brunzel connects with a high knee, (laughs) but the ref misses the following (laughs) tag. I'm so sorry. I wish you could see what I've got here. Please tell me. It says, high knee by one picture of a bee. Ready to tag the other picture of a bee. Love that. But the ref doesn't see. It's just what I have to do. Double back elbows uh, drop Brunzel as Blair pleads his case. Duggan then starts chasing Slick. Then he starts chasing Volkov Mm. on the floor. Volkov slides into the ring to escape. Jim follows. As he enters the ring, he goes... Well, he pauses. He does, scene. He? he? goes, yeah. oh. Mm-hmm. Sees the Sheik has got his camel clutch locked in. Yeah. Being the goofy fuckwit he is, he swings the two by four over Sheik's back, causing a DQ. Boo. Follows. But not at the same time, because it's like... It's so it's, This one was hard to like say my little crowd reaction, because I think it's annoying. It's a DQ. But the crowd 
love it because it's the patri- the patriotic thing again, mm-hmm. isn't it? Yep. It's just it annoyed me. I think more than anyone else. Yeah, the Haxall character mm-hmm. really could have probably gone further in mm-hmm. WWF at the time, given how patriotism was number one. And let's be fair, he wasn't like a worse wrestler than Hogan. No. So maybe something they could have. I'm sure there's a reason they didn't try and well, push him any further. So I did a little googling. Yeah. And it said that apparently, again, all off Google, so we go by that. It's not <laughs> it's not it's right not or gospel. wrong. It says that apparently Duggan and Iron Sheik got arrested together for DUIs. Um, they released Duggan from the company, but immediately rehired him and put him into lower spots on the roster, and he was never allowed to go higher than a certain level because of it. True. True okay. story. And you pressed uh, Google that, the, found that out. Do you know what the biggest issue of that was, though? What's that? It wasn't so much even the fact that they were found under the influence driving. Yeah. It was that heels and faces were travelling together. It, oh, well, yeah, I was going to say, having watched this match as well, it would be a bit like, it's a bit of character break there. It was a big no-no. You mm. never did that. Oh, really? You only travelled. So they weren't actually allowed. To the point where, I believe, I heard a story where they were at a hotel mm. late on and they didn't think anyone was going to be there mm. or anyone was going to spot them. There were some faces and heels drinking at the bar with each other. A fan spotted them, oh, and as soon as they saw the fan had spotted them, they it. started mm-hmm. brawling oh. to keep the That's to keep up kayfabe. Speaking of which, let's bring this into current day briefly. Go on then. I did see on the on Instagram, you know, um, and I've seen actually a couple of news stories about it since that uh, Rey Mysterio and his lovely son Dumb were spotted out. Uh, having a nice father-son dinner together. How dare they? Had their photos taken with fans. Fire them all both. All very happy, and I thought, I don't mind, I don't care, do you know what I mean? I'm 35 years old, I don't care. But also I thought, oh, okay. Are they going to try and spin this? Probably not. But I was like, oh, it's quite nice, actually. I think it's a different <laughs> I it animal it was quite now. nice. <laughs> it's a different animal now. I think it's absolutely fine. But oh, yeah. yeah, back then, not oh, a yeah. chance. We're all it's old enough to know... You know, what's real yeah, and what's but the not kids. these days. Well, yeah. True. But yeah. I thought it was quite nice. Yeah, no, I'd be fine with that. What would you score this match? <sighs> what would I score this match? Mm, one, oh, one point... Oh, two. One. No. 1.5. Yeah, 1.5. Oh. <laughs> I was like, is she dancing around here? I'm going to get this, isn't she? 1.5 was the score. Okay. I think 1.5, 1. Fine. Yeah, not... I felt a bit bad for the bees, though, because the effectively they were just used to fill the beginning part of that match until what happened happened. Yeah, basically. And I was like, oh, it's a bit of a shame, because they worked nicely. Yeah, because Sheik and Volkov weren't exactly the most mobile of opponents. No. You, they're very... I mean, we've seen it in literally every WrestleMania, mm-hmm. those yes, two. Yes, every. Um, actually, in the second one, uh, Sheik was in the Battle Royal and Volkov oh, yes, was in a singles was. match, wasn't he? Yes. But in the first WrestleMania, we saw yeah. a very similar thing. They they had their role. Killer Bees were an up and coming team. Right. I don't think they actually ever became champions, tag team champions, but they had potential. Okay. I know Jim Brunzel's background. He was in the AWA for a long time hmm. with Vern Gagne. Uh, I think he was a tag team with Vern's son. Um, I don't remember the the name of the tag team, nor do I care to be honest. But um, <laughs> they they had upside for sure, especially yeah. when you look at the other tag teams that were around at the time, like the Bulldogs, yes. the Heart Foundation. They could have had some good matches, and I think they did have some good matches. Okay but never got to, yeah. to that level. We now see... Um, well, actually, just before that, Hacksaw gets a USA chant going, and thankfully this one is done. Yay. Gene interviews Andre. So it's back to that same clip, I think. They're just playing like, the second part of the yeah. footage. Um, and Andre says, 
It won't take long for me to return as the champion with a belt around my waist. I'm sorry. You're not getting that. That's that's more Zoyberg. Dr. Zoidberg. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. But that is... I it, still if love I could it, though. go deeper... It's that guttural voice, isn't it? But it's not raspy. It's like... Yeah. Um, but he says he could get it round his waist. Chance to be a fine thing, mm, mate. Okay. And he's like, around your leg, maybe. Around <laughs> your arm. Yeah. So Heenan says he can't wait to be managing the oh. champion. We oh, then see God. a history of the relationship between Hulk and Andre, and mo- most of that is kind of covered off in that yeah. monologue that I said at the front. Yeah. We then go for a Hogan promo. Mm-hmm. If this man hasn't done a line of cocaine before this interview, <laughs> I will be stunned. Yeah. He's glowing red. Oh, yeah. His head's caving in on itself. He's sweating. Yeah. He's 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 travelling at like five hundred miles an hour. Like it's ridiculous. Hogan says the world will shake when he slams the giant and leaves still as the champion. Mm-hmm. That's all I could get from yeah. that. And then he does the pose and then walks oh, off yeah. the screen and just yeah. Bob Uecker is then introduced as the special oh, yeah. ring announcer. Who we who we've you know heard in our ears for the last two hours. Whilst they're doing that, Jesse takes the time on commentary to say hi to his kids at home. Yes, he does. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that. <laughs> it's a touch Mary Hart is the special timekeeper for the main event she's mm. paraded around the ring with Bob Uecker yeah. and now Holly it is time for a la main event thank god of the evening yay Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant with Bobby Heenan for the WWF mm. title yeah before the monologue was sent to you did yes. you know this was a match no, that took place I knew well, nothing okay. about what in Wrestlemania yeah no so you were that I know person. they have a match at some point. I just didn't know it was now. Fair enough. There's a few moments in here that are like iconic. Are there? Yeah. So one is starts off right. So it's Andre and Heenan are getting pelted with garbage. I literally have just... Yeah, that's my first note. They're getting booed and stuff thrown at them as well. And this is the first time, I think, for me, seeing Andre getting booed. Yep. Like, because he's been was... a face for so long. Yeah, basically everywhere Andre went, mm-hmm. apart from in the very early part of his career, he was a face because he was an attraction. People wanted yes. to see him, wanted to mm-hmm. support him. Um, yeah, so more often than not, he was a face. So this was... Yeah. But it shows, and this gives credit not only to someone who's going up against Hulk because you're going to get booed anyway at this point. Right. How good Bobby Heenan was as a manager. They just knew by Andre aligning with Heenan. Yeah, true. It's going to change perception straight away. Elevated it massively. Mm-hmm. So they're absolutely pelted with garbage. Absolutely. And a few hit them in the head. They must have some pictures there. Yeah. Because there's about four bits of crap that hit both of them in the head. Yeah. Imagine... And they don't react to it at all, whereas I'd be fucking livid. One hits Heenan in the head, and he must think it might still be in his head, because he does oh, a little hair flick. And Andre's just... Andre's waving and notices Heenan isn't. I'm pretty sure he says to him, Wave. Oh, yeah. Like that. And then Heenan waves and goes, Why am I waving? <laughs> <laughs> Did you swap that? There's a way we wave. Oh, idiot. No. Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I enjoyed it. And then we get Hulk comes out. This is my favourite part of the night, I'll crowd, be honest. The crowd music. Crowd mental. <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> and I don't know if you noticed that Jesse Ventura on commentary rattled off both men's measurements. Yes. Which, whether true or not, I quite liked. It made yeah. it feel like a big time main event. Yeah. Yeah, because he was talking about their height as well. And I was like, oh, and I thought, should I go? No, I don't care. And I thought, it yeah, doesn't they, matter. So they lie. It doesn't matter how tall people are against Andre to me. It's just irrelevant. So this is an unexpected moment for storytelling. So Ooh, okay. Andre was billed here as seven foot five. Hmm. Oftentimes he was billed like seven foot two, seven three, four yeah. five. It was in that range. All of those are lies. Yes. They wanted to be able to claim that he was the largest man in all of sports, which 
wouldn't be too much difficult to imagine doing other than mm-hmm. NBA. Of course. There was uh, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain was taller than Andre, mm-hmm. just. There's a picture where they're standing next to each other and Wilt is clearly just taller right. than him. But I think Wilt was seven foot two of that okay. era, so they had to build Andre as over that mm-hmm. to make him seem like he was the taller athlete. And that was the only time they were seen next to each other, so you couldn't really argue it. But Andre was legitimately, we think, about seven foot. Yeah, so fair. we think that was that was true. But Hulk's um, not six foot eight, though, is he? He's six, seven, six, eight. He's really? Like, he's a tall lad. Jesus. Yeah. He was tall, but I didn't realise he was that tall. Yeah, he kind of shrinks down a little bit in his... Well, as you do get older, you do, you do so I get think smaller. He's probably like, if I'm thinking now, he's probably six, four. Right. So okay. I would imagine. But I think at the time he wow. was at all. Okay, yeah. fair. And I when you cause... see him standing next to Andre, if you think if Andre is seven yeah, foot... Yeah, I suppose he's not that far off, four, is he? Four inches maybe seems about fair. How tall then is... Sorry, you might not know, but Bundy. Because I was looking six, at... Six, four. WrestleMania, and I was like, the only people I'm pretty sure we've seen him... No, that's not apart from the first one. The only people I've seen him one on one with yeah. is big people, so it's hard for me to believe that he was six eight. But yeah, I think Bundy's six four. Okay, cool. Uh, Shawn Michaels isn't. So I think Shawn Michaels is about six foot. Really? I think so. God, see in my head, he's five foot something. I think he's six foot. Anyway, Fair. might be five eleven, oh, but might not be. Yeah. This is the moment. So the one of the again the iconic moments that I was telling you about is where Andre's standing placidly in the middle of the ring mm-hmm. and Hogan is shaking doing with the rage yes. walking up to him slowly oh yes okay that I have definitely You've seen, seen. that, that yes, used to be in the not then now forever but yes. whatever the equivalent was beforehand mm-hmm. it was Hogan walking up to Andre yes, that I is the clip they've that. taken that from and to be fair I did in my head I thought how is this match going to go and then I was like oh it's fun There's, they haven't even touched each other yet and it's already been going for about 10 minutes and also there was about 15 minutes left or 12 <laughs> yeah, minutes left exactly Andre shoves Hogan, who mm-hmm. returns with a shove of his own. Of that worried me, because I know we saw how off-balance Andre was at WrestleMania yes. 1. So when he shoved him, and Andre legitimately for a second, like, I think, oh God, because if yeah. you go down there... Then it's done. It's, yeah. it's hard to recover from. Hulk blocks a right hand and throws a few of his own. Mm-hmm. Hogan goes for the slam, but he just can't lift Andre, who yeah. collapses on him. And this is very close. This Is this not a three? It is, I thought he was a three. I think Hogan does just edge out underneath beforehand, yeah. but from the ref's perspective, I don't think he would have seen that. No. So Andre has his massive three sausages up, yeah. saying that that's the three. Pretty much he is right. And I think he's kind of there <laughs> paralysed like, oh God, it's, have I won yeah. this? Because that would have been, yeah, mm-hmm. concerning for sure. Um, but no, they, they carry on. What mm-hmm. is good though is that we actually hear Heenan shouting on the outside going, that was a three. Yes. That was a three. And so he should be shouting yeah. that, whether that is supposed to be the outcome yes. or not. I agree. Yeah, it's what you'd expect him to, a manager to be doing anyway. 100%. Andre with a big clubbing blow to Hogan's back. Yeah. The giant with a knee to the head. And it, well, it's one where he puts his head against his knee and then stamps Stumps, the floor. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how to describe that without no. writing a whole line for it. After that, uh, Hogan <laughs> then gets thrown with a body slam yes. by the, the giant, which is actually impressive. Yes, yeah, it's, yeah, it's nice. Because you still have to be able to hold him, but then it was to throw him off. So I was like, oh, you do have power there. You're mm-hmm. not just a big frame. No. Because I feel like when you're like a certain size, mm-hmm. not to belittle Andre the Giants, of course, I'm not trying to do Absolutely. that. Absolutely. I would expect anyone of that size to be able to pick up someone of Hogan's size. Yeah, you just kind of assume it because someone's big. They've got the strength that yeah. goes with the height, don't yeah. you? Yeah, which isn't always the case. Um, and is this the one where he slams him and then just stands there and goes, get up. Yeah. Get up. And I knew this was going to be a slow-paced match anyway. I've grown accustomed to expect 
if Andre is in a match, it's obviously not going to be a fast pace, which it wouldn't be, I think, for anybody of that size, really. But I was prepared, so I was like, not mad about it. It's okay. We'll give Hogan his time to get up. Look at you. I'm being nice. But this is what you oh. didn't think you had in your locker. What, being nice? No, I didn't. No. No. <laughs> no, you're right. I didn't. But you didn't think you'd be no, able to I kind of adapt it. to it. I was very, you know, surprised myself. That's what I think. Just Maybe this is what happens when I watch them sober. <laughs> Maybe I shouldn't drink when I watch them. I don't know. You've been pretty unfair <laughs> on some people in this card so far. Oh, dear. But, so after yeah. the... Um, Mm-hmm. So I think I missed a bit here. After the slam, so body slam. So he throws a second one follows, but the first one is the one I noticed he threw him. Yes. On. Andre then walks over the Hulkster's back. I like that. I did. It's it's effective but minimal effort. But this bit it would freaking hurt. This bit looked great. Andre picks him up by the pants. Yes, absolutely. Two, he's like, you come with me, but yeah. straight to your feet. And this is so slow paced, but the crowd is freaking loving it. The crowd do this a massive favour. Which again is, uh, for me, I think also really helped. Two corner whips. Mm -hmm. Now Hogan (laughs) is crushed in the corner as Andre makes the mating call of an amorous Wookiee. Do you hear it? (laughs) Yeah, it did make me laugh. (laughs) It's like Wookiee, yeah. Yeah, and then just headbutts him. Yeah. It did make me think of the story as well you told me ages ago. Of him farting yeah, on Jake Roberts. It just yeah. made me smile. Yeah, I, I think of that every time as well mm-hmm. since I heard that story. Hogan dodges a corner attack and throws big rights and a running elbow. Yeah. Andre takes the turnbuckle about ten times. Oh, of course. Big boot by Andre stops Hogan in his tracks. So, in the corner... Uh-huh. Did you see how far Andre had to lean back to get his leg up that high? Mm-hmm. We saw him in the match, the body slam challenge with oh, John yeah. Studd, where he could barely kick him in yeah. the calf. Mm-hmm. So when I saw that, I went, yeah. Andre, you've done well to do that, to actually. To get your leg up that high. That's the only time I'm going to compliment you on getting your leg that high, as we'll see later yeah. in this match. But it stops Hogan in his tracks. Yeah, have a little rest here. Huge chop and oh God. This sounds... I forgot about this bear hug. I mean, okay, so before we get there, because we know how I feel about this, but the chop sounds lovely. Well, it would, yeah. It sounds the size so, of the dinner plate. Exactly. It sounds so good yeah. into the worst part of the match. And as soon as he put <laughs> the bear hug on, I don't know how, Holly, I forgot. Yeah. And as soon as he did it, I went, oh God, no. Because it's not even a bear hug. No, he's hugging it. It's just a hug. There's no there's no pressure being applied here. No. Hulk is doing 99% of the work Hogan's here. Hogan's doing very well on the selling front. Isn't he just? But oh. the bear hug, as much as I hated it from a watching perspective, yeah. oh, I had to make no notes. It no. was great. It gave me a break. Yeah. It basically put me in a bear hug. It does give you a little rest. But it goes on and on and on and on. And on. I did say, oh, are we going to see another asleep, asleep, awake? And then I put, no, 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 because Hulk's starting to shake, so we're fine. Brilliant. <laughs> I'm starting to shake like a <laughs> shitting dog. <laughs> After an eternity, Hogan punches his way free. Of course. He charges twice, but Andre just won't go down. Andre then drops Hogan with a chop when he runs at him again. Mm-hmm. Andre goes for a big boot, boot, but let's be fair, this is a pecker kick. Yeah. From the giant, uh, sends Hogan to the floor. <laughs> Andre follows and hits a chop. Andre then misses with a headbutt and hits the ring post. Lovely. Great camera angle. Yes. Very he good. Did it very well because he never came anywhere near it. No, but the camera does them right here. Then Hogan starts to peel back the blue mats. Yeah, I and don't I know if something was meant to, was something meant to happen here more than what does happen. I don't know. No. Okay. So what happened was done badly, but it was meant okay, to happen. Okay, cool. 
So Hogan pulls the mat off and he's going for a pile drive. He's going to pile drive the giant onto the concrete. Yeah, right. Andre does what he's supposed to. Back drop out. And this is when you realise that Andre is definitely not the form that he used to be back in the day. Because he is visibly struggling trying to lift Hogan to get him up and over. And Hogan falls so slowly, he doesn't really even hit the concrete. And even the crowd don't know what to do with that. Because they don't go, boo, they kind of... They kind of... You can kind of audibly hear a, we'll let it off because we understand, type noise. Yeah, because Andre was in bad shape. Exactly. I mean, when we think about it as well, I think Mm -hmm. it was in six years time he was dead God. from here so it, the wheels fell off rapidly yeah. for poor old Andre um, so he looks yeah I've kind of explained that that little mm-hmm. spot there said it was just very uncomfortable watching him lethargically lift him up yeah back in the ring and Andre misses a boot before falling awkwardly off a Hogan clothesline mm. what saved that moment though was Bobby Heenan's work at ringside there yeah he was perfect in this match he didn't really do anything other than the fact that when Andre fell towards him and his head was on the rope Bobby like couldn't believe that Andre had gone off his feet ran over and was patting him on the face like kind of get up oh no no you get up this hasn't hurt you save the moment so yeah uh, after Hogan clotheslines him the giant then gets body slammed that's the moment that you see again and again and again in the clips and they're saying no one has ever body slammed the giant nobody's ever done it Mm. I've got a story for you in a minute. Okay. We then see a running leg leg drop because let's be yeah. fair, Andre's not getting up for a big boot. No. One, two, three. Yes. So before we go into the aftermatch stuff. Oh, okay. The story. Oh, okay. Story time. So they were making it out that Hogan was the first person to ever body slam Andre the Giant. Okay. No. no. So there's a list of people that did. It. The first one that ever did it was Strong Kobayashi in 1972 in Japan. Other people that included it before this was Antonio Inoki, Stan Hansen, Ricky Choshu, the Wild Samoans, Harley Race. Even Hogan had body slammed Andre the Giant oh, before this one I instance. See. The benefit they have is because you couldn't get away with that in modern day media Because you just go on the internet and see You'd it. You'd see it. Mm-hmm. But because, and what Andre did was he would do that to people that he showed as a sign of respect he trusted them but it was always when he was leaving a territory or like doing his retirement tour oh okay so Andre's contract facilitated him to be able to go and do Mm -hmm. shows in other companies around the country and the world yes and when he liked someone and when he was leaving he would do that as a shine uh, like I said to show them respect nice little touch but far from the first person to body slam him first person to do it on this stage yes for sure and the body slam not awful but it's Good enough that Andre goes over properly. It's not uh-huh. like he's been picked up and just no. kind of dropped. So it worked quite well. Second story. Oh, gosh. Double. And how true this is, I don't know. But oh, I okay. actually feel like it is. Hogan, being interviewed about this, mm-hmm. said he was genuinely scared going into this match. Mm-hmm. Because he didn't know if, on that stage, Andre was just suddenly going to not play ball. Oh. Was that, was that a possibility? Who knows? Oh, okay. Who knows? Like I said, I'm going to take the story at face value. Whilst a lot of what Hogan says is just riddled with flaws and logic mm. gaps and etc. On this one, I kind of understood because, you know, he could have, like, Hogan could have got there and Andre just not done anything for him. And yeah. then where does that leave them at that point? But the infamous story is that they made it sound like, at least in this, this version of events, that they didn't know the body slam was going to happen in the match. That I don't believe. I think that was always scheduled to happen. When it comes time to it, Hogan was still unsure that Andre was going to go along and then Andre just apparently in that moment said slam me boss and that's oh, when Hogan okay. then 
slammed him. So Hogan was concerned that Andre was going to not play yeah. ball, and they said you can't do anything with Andre if he doesn't want to have it done to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. They were my two little stories oh, that were linked to, to this this main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and we see Hogan doing the usual pose down routine. Perfect, of course. Crowd. At the age of thirty-three, love it. Crowd are eating it up. Uh-huh. And then we get one of my favourite images from the event. Mm-hmm. As they're going away on the motorised ring, Heenan the whole time. Oh, yeah, head, he's got his head in his in hands, his hands when they're being look pelted. Up, they're being pelted, and it's just a great image. Yeah. Really, really good image mm-hmm. of that, that event. That's the main event done. So, what yeah. would you score the main event? This is the one I strongly disagree with. This one's really hard because, as a match, not a lot really happens. Fine. So as a match, it would be really low. But then when you add in crowd and what it was, it would go higher. But if I'm just doing it solely based on if I saw yep. two people now do a match like this, it would be push a push or two a push. I think me. if you're looking at the match as a match, I mm-hmm. think one star's fair. Mm-hmm. I think this was a bit spiteful by Dave. If I'm being honest, oh, minus okay. four. Oh. I don't think that's fair. Oh, see, I don't understand the mi- I can't do minuses. The minus one. five for the boxing match with Roddy oh, yeah, Piper yeah, and Mr. T, fully agree with. Mm-hmm. The match for this wasn't great. The atmosphere was fantastic. They yeah. did what they could with what they had. Exactly. The bear hug was the only really, yeah, really bad moment. And Andre so doing the unintentional dick kick. Yeah. The rest of it, for what it was, yeah. is fine. I don't have an issue with it. But at the same time, it's, I'm aware it's not a good match. No. So if you said to me one star, I'd go, no. okay, fine. Yeah. Minus four just seems a bit yeah, bit spiteful. So I guess, Holly, now the mm. time has come. Oh. What is your overall take on this show and what would you grade it out of ten? Um, well, before, well, when that, also when that match finished, I oh, did sorry, yeah. get back onto Google Yeah. Because they kept mentioning how long Hulk had been champ for. Yes. And we know I really enjoy a really freaking long title reign. So I just gave it a Google. And 1,474 days. I think that was very much of its era, though, yes. like a lengthy title reign, because yes. with the ubiquitous nature now of media and how you can see everything at a moment's notice, mm-hmm. a long title reign feels even longer. Whereas back then, they did what? WrestleMania was the only pay-per-view show they did a year. They did some big TV yeah, true, events, actually. Mm-hmm. but it spread so thinly. I don't so you think want it, to see that one person. It, but, it didn't wear down yeah. as much now. So I think, you know... That's yeah. why it was a product of its era. It worked back then. Yeah. Do I think the Reigns one's gone on for too long now? Yes. Mm-hmm. But, it, you know, I don't, I don't hate it as much as I probably no. should. Yeah. So, Holly, I guess uh, yeah. before we wrap this bad boy up... Okay. We have to... Um, Sorry, not I've done it like, again. We have to uh, mention what we're going to be doing for the next show. Or at least... Why, well, I also didn't it. tell you what I'd rate this one out of ten oh, yet, I've either. Done it. Sorry, that's because it's me. I threw it back off track by talking about how long you'd been champ for. And to be fair, I do keep having coffee fits as well. (laughs) I'll let you off for being poorly. Thank you, I appreciate that. So Uh, what would you rate it out of ten? Um, hmm, I don't know. Five, six, six, I think, actually six, because there were a lot of moments I did actually really like. Mm. There was only one or two matches that I really were like, this is not for me, but... You know what, as a whole, I really think the 
crowd as well really swayed this one for me. Really did. Yeah, I'd say under other circumstances, I'm thinking four or five. Yes. But with the crowd, mm-hmm. I think it pushes it to a six because it sure. feels big. Yes. And as I mentioned in the monologue, I feel like this cemented WrestleMania mm-hmm. as being a big event. Yes, for sure. <clears throat> which is quite funny when you think about it because they didn't really go back to a big stadium show for quite a while. Okay. Which we'll see Yay. as we go through March through the manias <laughs> continue. Yay. So now, segue correctly. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to allude to what we'll be doing uh, for the next show. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, so I got a lovely message on Instagram. And I got the lovely message. It was directed to me, which brownie points awarded. Loved it. Um, from a lady called Pominda. Um, and she she actually gave us a couple of suggestions, which is great. Yep. But the one that we're going to cover first is Judgment Day 2001, um, the build-up to the Stone Cold versus Undertaker match. So we're gonna, just going to do the whole pay-per-view. Yep. Probably do a little bit of scope on the little bit of, you know, the build-up. I tend to do that regardless. Exactly. So that falls into my You do that for me, so it's, uh, it's yeah. quite nice. Um, and yeah, she's given some other suggestions, but actually we're going to keep those in the bank for... Uh, yeah for timing nicely so that is the next one on so the yeah thank you very much for the message it's been a while since we've had a show request as I well know. and i'm hoping that will encourage other people to do it as well oh, i love it because it just points us in a direction i mean we might well cover the show at some yeah. point regardless but mm-hmm. it's nice to see the the interaction so thank you very much for the message and i don't take a personal offense to the fact i wasn't included in the <laughs> hi guys it was a hi holly message but that's fine instagram's my baby it's fine instagram so is your baby everything else is no, but it was, it was nice to see. And to be honest, I've, I've, the way I read that was that they felt comfortable reaching out to you as for being sure. a fellow female. So, fair enough. Here for it. But yeah, um, the other suggestion, we'll read the, the message um, in full yes. next show. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other show suggestion, I think, will time nicely after a certain event in the March through the Mania series yes. without giving it away. For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, if anyone does have any recommendations, give Scott something to do. Not that, yeah. he, not that he doesn't have anything to do already, but send him a nice uh, personalised email at wintwicepod gmail.com because I have nothing to do with that. No, you don't. Um, and then Insta, YouTube, TikTok are all wintwicepod. Um, I've seen quite a few comments go up on videos recently, which is nice. I tend to not look until I've had the go-ahead from you that it's safe to look. Um, We've only had a couple of question well we've had a couple spam messages yes, which is to be course. expected <clears throat> but for the most part the people in there i don't you know i don't have an issue with people disagreeing with what's Absolutely. being said as long as it's put forward i know in the i right find way. it really interesting yeah. but it just makes me nervous and um, any comments that i can go back on of course, with something do, I, yeah. I will go back on yeah but even if in a comment if someone wants to shove a a request in there it'll get seen yeah so absolutely. go for it and again yeah youtube is doing really well with attraction we found Excellent. a slight issue with our video uploads hmm. and we think we realized what the issue there is so i think we've okay. hopefully sorted that now the we there not including me let's just be clear we being myself and uh, editor <laughs> jamie who'll be uh, reveling in his name being mentioned way again. above my station yeah we lost jamie last night to a lot of um, ai looking oh, into which is quite interesting gosh. so we'll see where that where that okay. leads us but I think it's more for the image side of things yeah. to help with thumbnails, etc. But anyway, okay. lots of good things coming up. Yep. Uh, I don't think I've got anything else uh, at this point. No. So WrestleMania 3 in the books. Done. Better than WrestleMania 2? Yes, apart from my guy is not there. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, WrestleMania 4 is shit. Brilliant. So can't that's wait. the next time. Oh, and I can't drink still. Oh, that's so annoying. Okay. 
But Great. we had a lovely time recording. Yes, yes, always. Right. So thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Hopefully you had a wonderful time and we'll tune in for the next episode. Take care and we'll see you then. Bye. Bye.